0: Welcome to The Arms Race, the podcast where we're trying to determine which action star has the highest body count in movie history, currently by watching every Sylvester Stallone movie. I'm Mike Olson. And I'm Bullet Man, and today we're discussing Bullet Man, Bullet Man, <laughs> Bullet Man, Bullet Man. Bullet Man. <laughs> Come on, you already stole, like, most of what I wanted to say! Uh, you
1: had your chance, you spoke first, and you passed up on the joke. We're actually here to discuss Animal Crackers, released by Netflix on July 24th, 2020, starring John Krasinski, Emily Blunt, Ian McKellen, Danny DeVito, Raven Simone, Patrick Warburton, Wallace Shawn, Gilbert Gottfried, Tara Strong, Harvey Fierstein, and Sylvester Stallone as Bullet Man, introducing Lydia Rose Taylor as Mackenzie, written by Dean Laurie and Scott Christian Sava, based on the novel Animal Crackers by Scott Christian Sava, directed by Tony Bancroft and Scott Christian Sava.
0: Well, all right. You stole my thunder, so I'm just going to put it out there right now. You were the first voice in this episode. You could, have, you could have done that joke and you passed it up. Well, my joke actually was going to be, my question is, is, this, is the episode title Bullet Man to the Head? Sure, yeah. <laughs> done. Fine. I'm glad to have been able to contribute. So what's funny about that is before I even realized it was Sloan, I'll be honest, I did not realize the first couple of times. I didn't either. It took me like halfway through the movie where I, I was like, wait
1: a minute. Was, I was like, where, when is Stallone going to show up in this movie? I thought he'd be a main character. <laughs> no, well, what nope.
0: was funny to me is, Bullet Man, I actually was really enjoying... I love the fact that that's all he had to say. And then about the third or fourth time, I'm like, oh, crap, that's Stallone. This is <laughs> yeah. perfect. Yeah, I
1: think the movie... Uh, we're just going to talk about Bullet Man right off the bat. But um, uh, I think the movie could have done a better job like establishing that joke that all he says is Bullet Man. Because he only... You know, like. It's, it's kind of offhand the first couple of times where it's just like, Bullet Man, and it's like, oh, okay, like 20 minutes into the movie, it's like, okay, this is the gag. It's all he says is, Bullet Man. Yeah, I guess if he's great get- at brand building for sure. I mean, you, <laughs> sure. you know Bullet Man. You think that's the motivation is uh,
0: brand building? If, th- he, if he wasn't so old, <laughs> I would say yes, but no, I, I think that's just all the concussions. He's so concussed that might be <laughs> yes, all he has. Yeah, I
1: think that's probably actually the joke. <laughs> I was going to say, I think the motivation is that Sylvester Stallone saw what an easy job Vin Diesel had in Guardians of the Galaxy 2. <laughs> I mean, what? you'll just go in and say, I am Groot, and they pay you money for that.
0: All I got to right. get into that gig. All right, so I'm going to come with mine then, which, of course, is going to be the Poochie episode. Because until the very end, when Stallone finally says something other than Bullet Man, I was thinking, oh, this is like I, Joan, whoever it is. Oh, you mean meet? Yeah, my oh, first, yeah, my yeah. breaking into the business, I was the Roadrunner. Meat? You mean meet meat? No, I only, I said it once and they dubbed it because they were too cheap to pay me. It's funny you say that because Patrick Warburton had a
1: line that they tripled up. I don't know if you noticed. No. Where, he, where he's bouncing his pecs and goes, look at him go. And they looped it three times. He goes, look at him go. Look at him go. Look <laughs> at him go. Right. I'm going, wow, they just looped that. So yeah, this this movie has, I think, some of those it's taking some of those shortcuts. I didn't hate this movie, but it's just I found it very frivolous and just nothing. I don't know uh, how much I'm gonna have to say because it was just kind of.
0: I'm gonna so I I I'm gonna disagree with you slightly. Okay. I I came into this because of the history of the movie of uh, just basically vanishing. I mean, when, when you put together the list for, you know, I don't remember, was it was two and a half, three years ago, I think we started Stallone, or at least when we were talking about yeah, the list. Yeah,
1: I think 20, late 2017.
0: Yeah. yeah. And it so, was
1: supposed to come. I mean, it did come out in 2018 in some regions of yeah, China so, and stuff.
0: So mine, I have the release date for the history. I went with the Chinese release date of July 21st, 2018. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, I just, Wh- I just used the U.S. release. Date. But so the the challenge for me is... I. I came into this thing, this must be just a disaster and i and I've seen some animated movies where I couldn't get through them because they were really bad yeah I, I maybe i the bar was too low for me, but i'll be honest i I kind of enjoyed it no it's it's definitely not bottom of the barrel like it it's a well
1: made movie it's at least an original story that yeah. is has some creativity to it um yeah no i I didn't hate it i just i just found it kind of frivolous and i mean it's a kids' movie, and you know i don't i don't think it's I, it's not like a it's not like a Pixar movie where you come away with it going like oh wow I actually kind of like took away something from that no, it's, it's just it's, kind of a silly story and, and that's it,
0: a that's and, all it is and I think for me I, I I think I've said this before I appreciate a kids movie that's actually just for kids I, I feel yeah. like the Pixar universe and we I, I know we've talked about this because Shrek was the one that was the worst for it yes it became too much like for the adults many of those movies. I've seen a few, my son's starting to get older now where, you know, th- this movie for sure. And, and even some of the, the live action kids movies, he's, he's, you know, frankly outgrowing, but you know, I've taken him to him to some of them. And I said, you know what? Yeah, that was for kids, but that's great. Like I like that those exist. And I, I, I think I came away that I'm like, you know what? There were a few, but not very many, you know, adult references you know, there was. I, I didn't understand how Buns of Steel, and I'm, I don't have many notes, but <laughs> sure. I'm like, wow, that is a really obscure poll. For you know, the- do you think that's actually literally a, a, a reference to the
1: Buns of Steel VHS, or it was just like a, a coincidence? Like it was a joke
0: that was- I, I, I think it. I, I think it was intentional. Maybe I wasn't sure, but I there I couldn't find anything on the internet that there was any accessories beyond there was there was no clothing line that i could find yeah Yeah, i don't
1: think so so. maybe if you ordered enough you know it was like call now and order the cassette and (laughs) you can get you get the bonus offer yeah honestly the the most uh, the the joke that i think appealed most was it was targeted most at the parents was the random konami code appearing in this movie what's her name we can get to it but um up, up, down, down. Oh,
0: left, right. Left, oh, right. okay. It was a Konami. I couldn't remember, and I didn't look it up. I probably have my notes contra. and okay, I knew it was AKA too AKA short. the contra
1: code, yes. Yeah. But it was in that was in a bunch. Of, I actually mostly knew it from Life Force. If you ever played Life Force, no, what's that game? It's a spaceship. It's a side-scrolling spaceship game. It was basically okay. a sequel to Gradius. But okay. um, I didn't play either one. Okay the yeah. the cheat code was basically the same thing it was the exact same up up down down left right left right V start <laughs> i mean it's, it's that's a thing that kids are not going to know people only oh, our yeah. age and plus or minus 5 years so
0: that's that's a, that's a reference only for the parents and i i found that one interesting as well as buns of steel because the parent even the the parents for the kids that are seeing this movie i kind of think are too young Definitely to get buns of steel, if it legitimately yes. is an '80s reference, as I'm suggesting. Yeah, and maybe even the Contra Code. They might be too young to actually get that reference. Too meaning the parents of the kids that would go see yeah, this movie. By and large, I think you're right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, in terms of, I, I agree with you at least
1: that this movie's at least genuine, and it's it's not a uh, Ratchet and Clank. Like you know what I mean? Like that's targeted <laughs> at kids, but it's so callous and uh, you know just the most cynical cash-in. This is not that. I mean, it's based on a novel, but who knows how popular a novel is? I yeah. doubt it's... I, mean, I, it,
0: I didn't recognize it, but that doesn't mean anything necessarily. No, does,
1: not necessarily, but um, it didn't feel like, okay, Let's. we've got this property, let's cash-in on this property. It felt like someone, you know, who had an idea and who brought it through to completion. This guy, Scott Christian Sava, wrote the novel and wrote the, co-wrote the screenplay and co-directed, so clearly was uh, his baby. And, yeah. and you know um you can see you can tell that it was like okay this is someone with an idea and i i don't i don't begrudge the movie i just found it's kind of a little bit too scattershot for me there's all this stuff about like this dog biscuit factory and all all this like peripheral stuff like this stuff doesn't need to be in this movie about a circus
0: there there certainly were some elements in the my limited notes i've got it there that it felt like and i i didn't read the novel but it the Dog Biscuit angle felt like, yeah, a movie needs to be at least an hour and a half. Maybe. And it, and it kind of felt like that that was shoehorned in to, could you just be a good sport and tell yeah. us a little more? That that did feel like it was tacked This on. movie has a
1: ton of backstory up front. that has a ton of characters. Just like this thing, I, I, I do think it could have been simplified. Like, in my mind, it should have been about a guy who is like, he works in an office and is just like a businessman or something like that who inherits this circus and is like, what am I going to do with a circus? And then he's the curmudgeon but he gets won over by all these circus folk and then suddenly he discovers these because we haven't talked about the premise yet which is that he's given this box of magical animal crackers that transform him into animals. You know, and then through that, you know, he he grows to love these circus folk and et cetera, et cetera. I feel like that should have been the story. The 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 story that we get here is kind of muddled because it's like, okay, this guy, uh, Owen, is that his Owen, name? Owen, yep. He loves the circus, but he chooses not to work at the circus, but then he changes his mind. It's like, that's not a very clean motivation. You know what I mean? Like It's not a very clean arc. It's no, more like a circle. He goes all the way back around. And then the villain, Ian McKellen as Horatio, I didn't th- think worked because his motivations go are all over the map. It goes from like you're taking everything okay, I let, got. Let's let's let's, talk, let's wait until uh, the big yeah. picture to talk about that. But I mean, I I had a very hard time with that villain and his <laughs>
0: motivations. But wait, uh, they certainly change over to, over the course <laughs> of the yes, movie. They do. <laughs> That's exactly stuff. what I was getting at. All we'll right. save it. Let's let's get started with this. All right. What day is it? What year? All right, the history. So I as I noted, did go with July 21st, 2018, which was the release that I found for the Chinese theatrical release since i was going to cover the box office but yeah, the, the netflix release here in the u.s certainly lines up so all right we it's it's rotten tomatoes time so there there is um a rotten tomatoes audience score as well as critic score i think I
1: surprised there's a critic score i wouldn't have thought there would have been enough critics to review this
0: I, what i think is they there probably weren't a ton but they also pulled them probably from the netflix release i didn't go and look uh, sure. but yeah, true. Uh, so, why, why don't you go ahead and give me what your your estimates are for the critics and audience score on Animal Crackers?
1: I would say critic score is going to be mid sixties.
0: Excellent guess. Sixty four percent on the critic score for Animal Crackers and the audience. Uh, low seventies. Still pretty good, but uh, actually eighty percent is the oh, audience wow. score on Animal Crackers. That's high. Yeah, it's it's higher than I thought, but. After I saw it, I wasn't surprised by those. To be honest, I kind of agreed. I probably fall somewhere in between the eighty and the sixty-four. I'm probably in the mid-seventies. Certainly, this
1: is not the kind of movie that someone's going to come out of being like, "I hated that movie." Like, no matter who you are, it's it's a it's a very uh, pleasant movie, if anything else. So, yeah,
0: agreed. All right. So the budget that I found it seemed low, but I'm going to go with it. And it was from IMDb, nineteen and a half million dollars. It it feels really low for an animated movie, but yeah, maybe things are cheaper these days. I don't know.
1: Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't say that the animation was, like, incredible. It was serviceable. Yeah. Like, it wasn't anything that
0: looked bad. I but. guess I'm just used to everything, you know, being 50-plus million dollars at a minimum. Now, a th- lot of that time it's marketing, and there wasn't marketing for this because <laughs> yeah, there wasn't a theatrical that's, that's release. A big part of-
1: also, I think, you know, the modern state of—I mean, I, I don't know this for sure, but my sense is that the modern state of— Anim- computer animation is. There's so many animation houses that it's kind of a race to the bottom. They're all just trying to do it as cheaply as possible.
0: <laughs> uh, the good old race to the bottom. But yeah. it, it's true, with, with right? the exception
1: of Pixar and DreamWorks. Like yeah. those are the two, like you know, big ones. And the rest are just like fighting you know, for all,
0: whatever's they're left. All, they're all fighting for the scraps. Yeah. All right. So I did find the total box office on Box Office Mojo. The majority of it was uh, in the Chinese release. A total of just over ten point nine million. Nine and a half of that was in China, and about uh, one point four, a little bit less than one point five. Uh, the rest of international, I didn't find where that actually where there were theatrical releases outside of China.
1: I don't think it really got anything outside of Asia, so might, yeah. that might be like Korea, yeah, or whatever. something or the Philippines, maybe. Yeah.
0: All right, so I went to the U.S. box office uh, for July of 2018, just for. Consistency, sure. I guess. If what, nothing else, what
1: would it have been against if it had been released in the U.S. But yes. before its distributor went bankrupt or whatever? Now,
0: I did find on box office, I could get the Chinese box office, which was kind of interesting. But I decided for now, for consistency's sake, we were going to go. Yes, we're it, not going to know released. any of those movies anyway, probably. But most, I mean, a are, lot are of they, them, yeah, a lot of them were U.S. releases that okay. maybe had been there, you know, for a number of weeks or whatever. But sure. and some of them were were um, not the same. But movies that I would have expected to. Basically more sequels. It just depended on which year it was sequel. Avengers Infinity War and stuff. Yes. Like that. All right. So the number one in its opening in its opening week, Denzel Washington in the Equalizer Two. Oh. I have not seen either one. I saw that one in theaters. You saw I've the never, equalizer I,
1: two? I never saw the first one in theaters. <laughs>
0: wow. Yeah. I
1: would not have guessed it. What did you think of it? I've not seen it either was, one. It was fine. I didn't I didn't hate it, I didn't love it. Okay. Our mutual friend uh, Chris. I don't remember what the circumstance, or I was, I was hanging out with him. He was like, he, he he really wanted to see it. I wanted to go see Mission Impossible, as I recall. He's like, no, Equalizer two. <laughs> I, I don't remember of all
0: the movies he hasn't seen, and he's seen the Equal. He
1: was very insistent about seeing Equalizer two.
0: All right, well, it was it was good. I would say it's good. All right, well, thirty six million dollars, pretty actually a pretty good uh, opening for eh, July. I you know late July, that still seems pretty good, especially considering the competition here. All right, so also opening in its first week, another sequel, definitely the opposite end of the spectrum from The Equalizer. Mamma Mia, here we go again with (laughs) $34.9 So very, very close in terms of one and two clearly different audiences. Well, I was going
1: to say, the studios have gotten very good at getting out of each other's way. They know what the (laughs) markets are and just, you know. You take (laughs) yours, I'll take mine. Exactly,
0: yeah. Uh, and speaking of that, in its, um, how many weeks? Second week, another sequel, Hotel Transylvania 3, Summer Vacation, with $23.7 <laughs> Oh, I remember, I have a very vivid, I think I may have seen that trailer when I saw <laughs> Equalizer 2. Cause I definitely have a very, <laughs> I have a very distinct, rem- I want to know why that trailer would be intense. I don't know, maybe,
1: maybe not, I, I, maybe it was a different movie, but I have a very distinct memory of seeing that trailer and be like, what is this movie? It was just like Dracula on like a, a cruise or whatever. And be like, what is this movie? And then learning it was Hotel Transylvania 3, and I'd never even heard of the first two.
0: Oh, really? I like, I what saw, what's funny is that might have been one that I saw the sequel. I think I saw the second one with Jonathan, my son. Basically because I wanted to take him to the movies, and there were that was <laughs> sure. that was the family movie in theaters. Yeah. There weren't any other options. It's like, all right, we're going to see. I've not seen the first one. I had a sneaking suspicion, however, I would not, neither one of us would be lost by not no, seeing the I, yeah, first one. I don't one. think so.
1: I mean, I haven't seen any of those. <laughs> I guess that's what Animal Crackers would have been competing against. So, uh, and a
0: couple others here now that I look. All right, so now number four in its, uh, let's see, third week. Ant-Man and the Wasp, yet another sequel uh, with $16.5 million. Okay. In its sixth week, Incredibles 2, so that would have been legitimate competition, uh, $11.9 million. Yeah, that's too many animated movies for Animal Crackers to compete, I think. Most likely. Uh, now we're, we're getting we're getting a little bit more into the drags. I think you've seen this. I have not. In its second week, ooh, it, this is really a bad indication if it's its second week and it's number six, uh at 11.3 million skyscraper starring the rock. Wow, I thought that did well, but maybe not. No, it did not do well at all cuz that was it it's prior week which when I think it should have been its opening week it was number 3. So it opened oh, geez, yeah. third and it's down to number 6. So it really did uh, not do well. The
1: thing about skyscraper is it's it's in this no man's land where it's not it's not trying to be realistic and like you know realistic in quotes like Die Hard, die hard right. but I mean you know grounded
0: in some form plausible, of reality. right?
1: But it also doesn't go far enough in the other direction like of like Fast, Fast and, and Furious, Furious. yeah. Gotcha. I mean it, it's in this no man's land, and I think I feel like every one of the Rocks movies is in that no man's land. Like he doesn't go far enough. He doesn't go full Arnold with it. He doesn't. I can see that. I, I, it frustrates me about the Rocks career. In in the Fast and Furious movies, especially Fast Five, it's like, this is the what I want the Rock to be in every movie,
0: thing, and he never quite goes that far. The thing that, I, the ones that, I don't know if you, have you done either of the Jumanji movies yet? No. I think you'll, the first one is better than the second one. I think you'll enjoy that. I actually, I'm I'm kind of embarrassed to admit this, but I think that, you know, they committed to it, and I like the way they committed to it. Baywatch was legitimately funny to me, because they okay. did not do the Starsky and Hutch it's certainly not uh, Miami Vice where they didn't come. You know, Miami Vice is not a comedy in any way, shape or form. Yeah. But Starsky and Hutch, I didn't think really commi- fully committed. Baywatch, they fully commit. This is a campy, you know, early 90s show. We are going to poke fun at it and the genre. And I, and I, the rock, I really enjoyed in, okay. in Baywatch. All right. So number seven, finishing things out. Yet another sequel in its fifth week. Jurassic World, Fallen Kingdom, $11.2 <laughs> Still I, haven't seen that one. I haven't seen that one either. I think that's the one where they've got the, uh, the whatever, the raptor or something like walking around the house. I kind of yeah, wanted to see it. The trailer it like made it seem very interesting to I, me.
1: I, yeah, I heard a little bit of a spoiler about that that sort of explains what the deal is with that, and it sounds bonkers. It sounds so bizarre. In a good way, though, where I should see it, maybe uh, in a good way, meaning terrible, okay. like well, hilarious. Then yes, bad. then I should.
0: Yeah, I, I don't know. I, did, I didn't even like the first Jurassic World, really. No, I didn't either. So, uh, yeah. to be honest, other than the third one was okay, but really, the first movie is still like a watershed. I still Wait, can enjoy third it. Third Jurassic World? No, the third Jurassic, Jurassic Park. Park. Okay. Like the second one was terrible. I kind of have a. It's
1: it's so ridiculous. You
0: have a soft spot for the have a little bit we... of a soft
1: spot. Oh. A girl kicks a raptor with, with gymnastics.
0: <laughs> yeah. I don't It's almost hate unwatchable it. to me.
1: Oh, I disagree. I think I find it very watchable, but bad. It's a bad movie, but okay. I find it very watchable.
0: All right. Well, finishing out now, number eight. Yet another sequel. In its third week, the first purge with five point one million. I think I've seen The Purge. I don't think I've seen any of them. There, There must be like seven of those at this point.
1: Oh, yeah. I know there's a lot. It's funny how you said another sequel, The First Purge, and I'm like, wait, what do you mean? And then I had to remember there was actually a movie called The First Purge. <laughs> well, no, there was The Purge. Right. But I thought that's what you meant for a second. Oh. And I was like, what do you mean a sequel, The First Purge? How could it be a sequel if it was The First Purge? But then I realized, yes, there's a movie called The First Purge.
0: They subscribe to the Rambo nomenclature of movies.
1: Yeah, the, the classic uh, in, like, movie sequel titles that make no sense. It's like uh, my one of my favorite. Says Police Academy Two, their first assignment,
0: <laughs> I like that. All right, number nine. I do not know this. Unfriended Dark Web um, looks uh, like a pretty you know small release in its first week. Three point six. It's a horror movie, you know, catering to teens. Probably We're
1: afraid of being ghosted on their phones. It's the <laughs> most horrifying thing that can happen to you.
0: Number ten. Another one I don't recognize. Sorry to Bother You uh, with $2.8 million. So that was the um, top 10 in the U.S. box office. On the TV front, this was kind of interesting for me because I hadn't done anything in TV. This, I mean, this is like fairly recent. I don't think we've covered anything. Maybe... What year was uh, Escape Plan 2? That might be the most recent. That, we've yeah, and that's probably... Well, a, ter- a, well with Terminator, we didn't, uh, we didn't do, do this segment. Yeah, no, yeah. no, we didn't do this. So this this is approaching. It might have been... Uh, the the Escape Plan 2 might be the most recent Stallone movie that we've done.
1: Yeah, I don't remember what year. That might have been 2017.
0: All right, so... That came out after we started the Stallone run. So yes. definitely,
1: you know, it might have been 2018. Probably similar.
0: All right, the number one program, Sunday Night Football with 19.28 million. Sure. Surprisingly, though, number two, the Bing Bang, Big Bang Theory, uh, an actual scripted... I know it's a sitcom, whatever, but an actual scripted show made yeah. the... You know, there's so many that we get... In the mid two thousands, I think you know we were covering that it was Who Wants to be a Millionaire like Fortnites yeah, in the top and, and ten. The uh, American Idol and yeah. all I mean I think by now by twenty
1: eighteen the the It's uh, kinda of petered out. Yeah, the reality and, boom had, had had died off. It
0: has, because then number three is NCIS. Uh number four is uh, Thursday night football, which was on Fox at that point, I know it's been it had been then moved to the NFL Network, and I think Amazon now might actually have Thursday night football. What? Well, how does that work? Is it even
1: on TV? Like it's not on normal TV. It's I don't do know. I, th-
0: I think yeah, you uh, or maybe it's a, a it's a uh, JV where if you have the NFL Network, you can get it there, but if you don't, you can stream it if you're an Amazon uh, uh, Prime subscriber. I
1: didn't know that, that existed.
0: It does. Uh, the the gambler in me is the reason why why sure. I know it exists. Uh, number five, a spinoff of the Big Bang Theory, Young Sheldon. Uh, number six, This Is Us. Again, a lot of scripted stuff in here. Yeah. This one was interesting. Somehow, the number seven is the Sunday night pre-kickoff show <laughs>
1: It's in the top ten. I think that's just a statement about how bad TV, like network TV, has gotten, or just how fragmented. Things I've gotten.
0: Number eight, Blue Bloods on CBS. Number nine, Manifest on NBC. And number 10, the America's Got Talent Champions edition. Not sure what that is. Wow, that's, that's how far reality shows have right. fallen, where it's basically it's losing out to
1: NFL pregame. Yep. <laughs> yes, it is. I wonder who, who are the hosts of that pregame? Who are people tuning in for? Ooh, if, if there's any sports pregame, postgame show that should be in the top ten, it should be inside the NBA. That's the only those guys
0: uh, I I don't watch it as religiously as you. I don't have cable, but I have to admit that is a great team up. It is entertaining, even if you don't really follow basketball. And I don't yeah. follow the NBA a ton. I follow college. It's still entertaining because they are just entertaining. It's one of the greatest performers. shows
1: on television. And it's, if I don't know why you know was it Thursday night football or Monday night football. Uh, uh, it was
0: I think it was Sunday night. Hold on, okay, Sunday whatever Sunday night pre kick because that is the network because it's on NBC.
1: Okay. Whoever that is on that show, there's no way they're they're as entertaining as inside the NBA. Anyway.
0: Not knowing who they are, I will still agree with you 100%. They are not nearly as entertaining, including maybe, speaking of gambling, my favorite is the story you've told me, the game that you happened to catch that <laughs> it was very clear yes. <laughs> that Charles Barkley had money on the game, and this was prior to... Gambling expansion that's taking place in the U.S. Oh yeah, this was like recent.
1: within his first couple of years doing post games. This was, <laughs> must have been like 2006 or something. Yeah, 2007 g-
0: gambling had not been legally no. expanded the way it has within the last couple of years here in the U.S. In the U.K. A- I know there are you know it's far more common and has been legalized sports betting.
1: Well briefly I, I don't remember what game it was, but it was it was like a blowout and then the team that was leading like you know, it, it went from just being up like put twenty up the gas. Yeah, it was they went from being up like twenty to being up like seven. They went by like seven. And then cut to the post game and just Charles Barkley is just seething and it's so <laughs> clear. That he had the, he had the, he had he was given the points. He was given and it was probably twelve or thirteen. Yeah, probably. And he's
0: furious
1: because the outcome of the game didn't change in the slightest. What is what do you have to be mad about, Chuck? <laughs> it's only very one clear. thing. Yeah, yeah there's only one explanation.
0: And and in his defense, that face. I would I have done it many times myself of being furious. That's why you never take take or give points. You know my policy. I do know your policy. It's probably the right one, but I have been on the wrong end, and I have one actually from the other week that I still to this. It's more than a week and a half later, and I can't believe. Oh, I've not heard about this They put yet. no points on the board. Uh, we'll just uh, say yeah, that. I want to hear about this after the show. Uh, all right, so finishing out on the history of the S&P 500. <laughs> I, can tell, I
1: can tell you're mad because your old demeanor has changed right now. So,
0: <laughs> infuriating! It was a chaser bet to begin with. I shouldn't have done it, and then to lose it was even more infuriating. Okay. Just, common sense says it's like not fouling at the end of a basketball game to extend it. It's okay, as fine. bad, if
1: not worse. I shouldn't, I shouldn't have got you going. Oh, is it just infuriating?
0: Right, Animal crackers. The S&P 500 is at 2,793.64. Uh, July 25th, scientists report the presence of a subglacial lake on Mars uh, uh, 1.5 kilometers below the southern polar ice cap and extending sideways about 20 kilometers, the first known body of water on Mars. What a coincidence. I just found water on the moon. I didn't know that. I just, I, they announced that yesterday. All right. I, I'd like to say that I picked this out Yeah. intentionally, sure. but not in any way, shape, or form. Well, I, I will point out that you did it accidentally. All right. Thank you. Uh, and thank you for that. I, I did not know that. Yeah. So I learned something here. Hopefully, uh, you're learning something on the history front. The New York Times fictional bestseller, The President is Missing by James Patterson and Bill Clinton. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I read into that Read into that, however you want. Yeah, I, I remember him promoting that. I remember, yeah, I was like, okay, fine. <laughs> we'll just move on. Yeah, we'll move on. Uh, and lastly, the Billboard 100, In My Feelings by Drake. I do not know it, but that's not surprising. I don't really know any new music.
1: No, I'm sure it's probably one of those things where I'd recognize it if I hear it, but...
0: Probably. Who knows? So that's what was going on in history in July of 2018. Okay, it's the short two years ago. Yes. We to the big picture. You want to talk? We'll talk. I'm a sucker for good conversation. All right, the big picture where we discuss the plot of the
1: movie. What's funny is that... Stallone in that clip right there said more words than the entirety of
0: this movie. It does in this hour and forty minute movie.
1: I, it's worth pointing out that I did text you after I watched it, and
0: said, I said like, "Do you still want to do this movie? Like, should we? Should we cover this?" So I we, think it's appropriate that we cover. it. I mean, he's got a credit, and you know, no, I'm we, on board. We, we like, did other kids movies. Now, granted, he had, a, <laughs> he had a far bigger role. Yeah,
1: I mean, I think. On the IMDb page, he's like fourth build, but then in the in the actual movie, it's one of these and he comes at the end as like a special guy and Sylvester Stallone as
0: Bullet Man. Which is far more accurate.
1: Yes. I mean, it's, it's basically, I wouldn't even call it a cameo because uh, like you said, it's not all that apparent that it's him. No, like, the
0: first at least two times I did not know it was him.
1: Like he's not doing a voice, he's just doing his own voice, but something about the performance doesn't scream Stallone at least for
0: a while did not hear stallone definitely in the first two it was just a guy saying bullet man which made me my first note in the little details is at the marriage proposal is the first time it just it made me laugh out loud just (laughs) bullet man bullet man is very funny i think we got exactly the right amount of bullet man in this movie i
1: mean i think he's used well it just it like i said earlier it takes a while to reveal that that's the joke you know, that it's all he says. Yeah, you know.
0: I mean, it takes the third time, and at that point, right. you realize it's <laughs> Sylvester Stallone, so maybe it's genius. I would
1: have liked one scene at the beginning where someone's, like, having a conversation with him, and every time he says, but it's okay. I it's, am Groot. Yeah, well, that's the thing. is, There's a whole scene in the first Guardians of the Galaxy about how all he says is, I am Groot, and Rocket explains, yeah, whatever. In his language. Yeah, yeah. in his language. It's actually, like, established. You know the premise of the joke is established for this movie. It's like, yeah, you're like, oh, I guess this is the joke, but it works once you once it's established. Yeah, it's funny.
0: All right, so I'll, I'll give my. This is a pretty brief plot summary anyway, but I'll I'll take my swing at it. This
1: this movie is actually way more complicated than it needed to be. So I'll be curious to hear.
0: That is true. Uh, all right, so I have ma- a box of magic animal crackers. Turn people into animals. Apparently, for the use. Of circus performances. Yes. Uncle Horatio wants fame either through the circus or by taking over the world. Owen, oh Zoe, McKenzie, and their extended circus family don't allow Horatio and the zucchini to win the day. Oh, and there's a subplot with a dog biscuit business. <laughs> That's all accurate. <laughs> So, all right. So we can delve in a little bit more, but that's uh, that. That was my four four line summary of Animal Crackers.
1: Do you want to start with uh, uh,
0: Horatio's his his uh, motivations accelerating precipitously? Is it acceleration deceleration? I mean, you, I guess it's acceleration because his motivations. He goes from just wanting to you know be the greatest circus on the planet, right. maybe, maybe the universe. There's a lot of talk of universe too, and I think that's maybe a reference to Barnum and Bailey's in some ways. Sure. It it then becomes I what the next phase is that he wants to be like the the, the most famous person in the world cir- circus or otherwise. Well, no, at some point it becomes jealousy about his brother because he didn't get the girl, and yeah. that that's what it
1: becomes about for a while. And then it becomes about jealousy about this other circus which has these amazing animal tricks, and he he needs to understand how that's possible. And then when he learns that there are magic cookies. He wants the
0: cookies and he'll <laughs> stop at nothing to get them. And then it turns to where he really is going to take over the world. Yeah, that is out of left field. I, mean, I, I
1: I literally had notes in this in my notes saying, This movie's very low stakes, like who's going to have the better circus? I don't give a shit. And then and then it suddenly become <laughs> I mean honestly
0: I didn't. I mean, uh, but it's, I'm laughing because I'm, when you think, actually say it, yeah, you're right, those were the stakes. Those were the stakes. No offense to, you know, the circus fans out there, and whatever, I don't have anything against the circus, but yeah, who kind of cares? And then suddenly it's like, I will use The chimera these. is going to take over the world. I am a chimera, I am a god, I shall now rule the world. I, I My ears are perking up, yeah, I guess I care about the stakes now. <laughs> it, it, it reminded me of the end of Ghostbusters 2, where I, Horatio and Vigo, shall rule the earth.
1: Be called you pitiful halfman. All of a sudden it's the the most high stakes.
0: Anyway, it does. It is that is a hockey stick in terms of the growth of the stakes and his motivations without a doubt. I mean it's
1: telling that it stood out to both of us for as soon as I I mentioned the villain's motivations, you knew exactly where I was going. (laughs) Because the you know,
0: up until the last, I don't know, ten or fifteen minutes of the movie. You know, he's the villain. and you know, I, He's
1: a comic villain. He's a buffoon.
0: Yeah, he is. And I, I kind of liked the alliteration, you know, that that they gave Ian McKellen to use of every time he references somebody, there is an alliteration of, you know, bump, it's not bumbling buffoon, but you know, yeah, something yeah. along those lines. But then all of a sudden it's because, oh my, what just happened? <laughs> yeah.
1: I mean, we should work our way up to it. I mean, start, let's begin at the beginning. So there's a ton of backstory in this movie. Like I said, kind of unnecessarily complex A- but about
0: horatio and his brother and- horatio and his
1: brother starts in the 60s and we get all this backstory we could have just learned through dialogue but we have to see it that horatio's brother bob right yes this is bob something something circus uh and what's the girl's name talia talia and she's new to the circus and then bob and talia get married and Horatio's jealous and he's that's- basically gives his brother an ultimatum her me and
0: that's an easy choice
1: yeah, despite uh, um, the clown played by uh, Danny DeVito, Chesterfield. Chesterfield. Yeah.
0: The only reason I remember <laughs> the name is because I'm like, man, they named the clown after a brand of cigarettes. cigarettes. Yeah. I'm not sure where's the Marlboro Man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure that that's a name
1: for things other than cigarettes. It yeah, is. certainly. I, yeah, I, I, uh, that is the association. But anyway, he tries to create this like false tension in that moment. Like, oh no, what a tough decision. It's like, is it? Is this a tough decision?
0: I, I mean, think he was doing it derisively and as, as maybe, a joke. Yeah, I, I, but. As a wedding then to, to continue the plot summary, as a wedding present, Aunt Esmeralda. Yes. by <laughs> Harvey Fires, which I didn't see. I didn't notice until I saw credit. like, oh, okay. Uh, has a gift, and it is a box, a magic box. And we later find out, much later actually, find out that they are animal crackers. Yes. That, I forgot we even
1: saw that. She, we, all we see is the box. Like, I have a gift for you, Yeah, and we think, don't learn what's in it. Okay. Yeah, I
0: think you only see the box.
1: I you, forgot you, all about you that. You
0: certainly don't learn about the animal crackers until right. much, much later.
1: Yeah, then flash forward 30 years, and we meet Owen and Zoe, Zoe. okay, as kids, and then there's a whole section about that, and then they fall in love and get married, Yes, and they love the circus, and Owen is Bob's nephew.
0: Oh, I've got a question for that. (laughs) Sure.
1: (laughs) I mean, I think we both have the same question, but Uh, the family dynamics, we need to chart the family tree. We definitely need a whiteboard for this. Yeah, we do. Um. Whatever. I mean, there's a lot of details this movie glosses over. For instance, how these cookies work. There's like, <laughs> this this movie has a real like Gremlins logic with these cookies about you know, like, don't what? feed them after midnight. <laughs> yes, it has that well, sort of thing. Wait a minute, I don't understand. Like, time is relative. Magical things with a lot of rules that do not hold up to scrutiny. It's like don't make the rules at all. Just be like it's magic, right? Right. But there, there's so many rules because they want to. I mean, so what happens? So Owen. You know, he falls in love with Zoe. He's always father works at this dog. No, he, he, owns, fa- owns dog he owns owns the he owns. You're right, the dog biscuit factory where yes. only four people work.
0: Uh, you're taking everything from my notes. <laughs> well, I'm just these are these are the details that are worth pointing out. It does seem. My question to you, I think you just answered it. It seems like only four people it work sure there. Sure does. I mean, maybe there's a whole floor beneath them that we never see. This is only the front office. Four people are employed. <laughs> we need to talk about how many people actually work there. Oh, yes. Stoop, two. I, I think two people, two people there. worked there. Two people work there. That's Four are
1: employed. And one of those jobs, because Owen's job is just to take the occasional bite out of a biscuit and throw it in a bin if it tastes bad. Like, how does that help? <laughs> what is that What is that proving? <laughs> sure. Yeah, his job is to eat dog biscuits. But then what happens? Um, what's his name? The villain? Horatio. Horatio is trying to discover the secret of Bob's circus and breaks in and starts a fire and kills... Bob and uh, um, I already Talia Talia, yes, kills them off screen, and a portion of the big top burns, yes, well, we learn later that the cookies uh, there 's an impact to the cookies, but yes. we don 't know what the cookies yet, so yeah, then because Bob and uh, I already forgot what is it again, Bob and Talia. <laughs> Talia.
0: Um, much like the cookies being destroyed. Yes. That's, that's, that's my brain. There, there's a memorial you know, for for their death, and, and Owen and Zoe go back to the circus. And they, they are asked to take over the circus. I guess, well,
1: first they discover about the cookies, right? A dog brings no, them the cookies. So,
0: well, there's, there's a fight sequence. Oh, sure, actually, there's a fight sequence. The, the fight sequences actually were, I thought, pretty good. I, I found them entertaining for like, a kid's movie. They're
1: fine. I didn't love them. I didn't hate them. It's just like, okay, this is happening. But they're, so yeah, they needed more gags. Like you know, there's a part where like the dude who juggles bowling pins is fighting the guy with the knives, yeah, and they get cut into bull, pieces. Bullet man knocks the guy over. It's like yeah, I, I, I felt like there could have been more. You've there. got these eccentric circus folk. I don't know.
0: You had the flame guy blowing flames. I thought it was pretty well. I, it was I fine. It was pretty good.
1: Like you've got acrobats. I don't remember them really doing anything memorable. They did. No, like, they,
0: they? okay. They there wasn't a ton, but each one they play a little bit of a role. In it's a a, it, it's just enough, but I feel like they, it could it have been more. Well, ultimately, yes, the family decides, this this fight breaking out, we don't need to be here for this memorial anymore. So they take off. But Old Blue... Yes, the dog. The dog uh, does bring a a box, which coincidentally... Hap- it's wrapped up, which I'm confused of who wrapped it up. Oh, I don't remember but it even being wrapped. It, it was, because later Owen un- unwraps the box and then sees, oh, it's a box, let me open it. And, oh, there's stale old animal crackers Yes. Because it's wrapped up and it has the the picture that Owen had drawn as a as a kid at the circus of him, Zoe, Chesterfield at the circus. He right. said, "Oh, I remember drawing this." So somebody, I'm guessing Chesterfield, because even though we later find out Old Blue is actually Uncle Bob, I don't think a dog, even a talking dog, could wrap that <laughs> box up.
1: No, no, no. Chesterfield clearly knew what the score was. Yeah. I, I don't know if he. I had a question about whether he was the only one or whether everyone there knew. I don't know, but. um Clearly he knew about the cookies and what they could do because he's the one who explains everything after Owen absentmindedly eats a, yes. a, a hamster uh, cookie and turns into a, and hamster. into a hamster. And while,
0: uh, we forgot, while the henchman, the zucchini, Zucchini, yes. It is in Godfrey. pursuit. Yeah, I, I kind of wondered if like maybe he was the reason, you know, I, I couldn't figure out why this movie didn't get some U.S. release. I just It befuddled me. I wonder, is it some of his issues? Was it because, you know, circuses kind of came under fire? But that's more relatively recent, like within the last year, not when this would have been made. I, I
1: think it was just that the, the distributor went on a business or
0: something. I think it was okay. purely a, a financial
1: thing. Gotcha. I don't think it was any, like, controversy about okay. this movie.
0: Yeah, no, I, I didn't necessarily either, but I kind of wondered. So the zucchini is in pursuit. He sees that... Crack, the crackers turned yes. Owen into a hamster. He's cracked the code of how this
1: amazing circus can have all these animals that do tricks. Because yes. apparently, I, I, I assume it's magic. The, it's magic, but I assume all of the circus performers have been eating these cookies this whole time and turning into animals to do all these
0: amazing tricks. It is, but I also took it that it was really Bob and Talia that are the one, the main ones that had sure, yes, mostly. Uh, anyway, yeah,
1: and then there's a chase or whatever, but it, it's it, they end up. Uh, Zoe ends up taking over the the circus. Yeah, Owen so she
0: helps to rebuild it. He doesn't want to re-engage with the circus and stay at the job that he hates working for his father-in-law. Yeah. It does not do a good job of establishing why. I mean, yes, there's the financial risk, but in a kids' movie one, they're probably not going to put that out there, and they don't, so they don't really explain why Owen doesn't want to just go back to the circus right away. He
1: could have done it in five seconds, just show a stack of bills on the table and just like, have him looking worried about it. Probably. Done. The, kids, don't, the kids won't care. They'll, they'll, it'll wash right over kids in the audience. Adults will understand, oh, they've got financial yeah. trouble, whatever, so he can't quit his job. But he didn't. Or
0: they didn't in terms of showing that. It's just kind of left to the imagination.
1: The way it's depicted is that he thinks that it'll be beneficial to him if he'll take over this dog biscuit company. That somehow that'll be a windfall for him.
0: Well, and we've so far skipped because it really doesn't need to be in there. Because he thinks that him and the other employee that actually does the actual work there, Binkley, are on to something huge. Yes. Dog biscuits that will taste like human food. So his thought process is if he sticks it out and Binkley cracks the code. <laughs> I guess so. Yeah, I didn't think those two things were related, but yeah, I guess. so. I, that's he, the only logical how explanation. He believes I could in, come up with yeah. Her,
1: he, she's a genius, and yes. she's gonna, despite the fact
0: that uh, Patrick Warburton keeps, uh, you know, sabotaging her <laughs> yeah. at every turn, successfully. Yeah. So, so maybe she's an inventing genius, but not just kind of like a street smarts genius.
1: <laughs> that guy, what's his? What's Patrick Warburton's character's name? Brock. Brock. That guy is like a ninja. Why? Why is he not uh, a professional assassin? He's he he's clearly, so good at sneaking around. He, and t- he chose the wrong line of work. He sure did. Uh, but anyway, yeah. So he's so here's the thing of, that was weird to me is okay. Now they've got these crackers. They're not really doing anything with them for like a good chunk of the movie. He's still miserable eating these dog biscuits at work. But then he occasionally turns himself into a bear or something to like delight his daughter. Uh, what is his daughter's name? It's actually here in the credits. Mackenzie.
0: Mackenzie. I'm really good with the names on this one for some reason.
1: Good, because I'm really bad at names in general. But, um, yeah, like that's all that's happened. for a while. It's like we have these magical c- cookies. We're doing nothing with them. It's They're- like, first of all, your job is to eat dog biscuits. <laughs> why don't you just turn yourself into a dog? At least it would be more palatable, and you would be able to give a better, <laughs> a better opinion about what the how dogs would like or not like these biscuits. If you're a human being whose job it is to eat dog
0: biscuits, well, and you or, can transform into a wait, dog, I'm why aren't you a taking step advantage? Further, of although I'm stealing all of my stuff for later, I'm gonna go a step further. Why don't you ask the circus to have Old Blue come sure. and hang out at the biscuit factory and give you a reaction? You don't know that he can talk right, yet. Right, we don't but, know that Blue can talk. But, but no, at a bare minimum, you could get a reaction from, you know, an actual dog. <laughs> sure. But, but so in my experience, on, I, dogs are not particularly uh, picky about dog biscuits. They will devour dog biscuits regardless like of true. the taste. Well, you could also see then, though, if it was going to turn their face polka dots and whatever oh, sure, that yes. happened. But I, I'm going to tell you here's the thing your criticism, though, it's unfair. Because the time that is spent, it's just the circus being rebuilt. Yeah. So they, it's not like they then did performances and didn't use the animal crackers. There was nothing other than maybe. Well, turning- one performance.
1: There's a first performance where things aren't going well. And in desperation, they turned to Owen to right. eat an animal cracker.
0: But all I'm saying is that there were. Up until that, it was just rebuilding cir- the circus. The only thing to really use the animal crackers for is to turn himself into a dog so that maybe the biscuits wouldn't taste as bad.
1: But wouldn't you be tempted to do something with these biscuits? You had magic biscuits that could turn you into animals at any point. And, you know, and-
0: All right, so what you're saying is why not you know, turn yourself into an animal and go on America's Got Talent, right? And, I don't know. And something. Show, it, show it these, you know, what this bear can do. I guess something. I don't I, anything. I mean the only thing he does is he turns
1: into a bear because his his daughter wanted him to t- turn into a bear. Otherwise, he's miserable at this factory. It's like you could Turn this into some kind of money making operation, even if it's not in the circus. I'm sure you can think of some way to turn these magic. Uh, yeah, you can have a YouTube channel. If anything, I mean they're basically infinite. I don't know if we should talk about the rules of these cookies now and like the the, the magical rules. They
0: apparently are infinite. They're infinite. You, I mean Chesterfield flushes them down the toilet, and instantly it's replenished. Yes,
1: but yet if you lose your human cookie,
0: because you have to, done.
1: the the box somehow knows the difference between a toilet and a villain's pocket. Because if you flush a. a A cookie down the toilet, they immediately come back to the box. But if a villain takes it and puts it in his pocket... It's all true! (laughs) It doesn't come back. Because at some point, he gets stuck. He loses his human cookie, so he can't transform back... It's not just a human cookie. Every individual person has their own own cookie.
0: Yes, including Owens, which is him in skinny jeans.
1: Yes. Which, how could you tell that from a cookie? I don't know. But uh, anyway, so... The circus reopens, Owen decides that it's they, not, they turn to him. To yeah, because it's not
0: going well, it's boring, everybody came and wanted to see the animals. Right. And there weren't any animals, there were just clowns and acrobats. Right. So then Owen does a, the diving horse into water routine,
1: and then suddenly the circus, there's a big montage of... Is that a routine that I was supposed to know? You said that, like, this is... No, that was a thing at some... I don't think it's a thing that has been acceptable even in the last 70 years, but <laughs> at some point... <laughs>
0: I love time frames
1: i don't know but i'm 70 years. i'm just trying to figure out what would be the last time that you could have gone to see a horse dive into a pool of water it's probably in like the 40s or 50s you're probably right no that was that was totally a what? thing okay. they would they would have a horse jump off of a giant a tall platform and it would dive into a pool and people would go hey that horse fell into a pool of water <laughs> like it was but not a goldfish bowl thing. no that was obviously the extra twist the magic <laughs> the magic makes yes. that happen um but anyway there's a big montage where oh now Owen's the star of the show
0: as various animals and then uh which I want to talk about that montage later. The zucchini discovers again, you know, the the true source of the power and ultimately chases down at the, the the biscuit factory when Owen is going to quit, so Owen is going to commit like to the circus he 's just determined That's right, yes. that 's right that 's the right choice, and he 's going to quit and so Horatio Uncle Horatio determines to get him at his his lowest point after he 's quit his job his most vulnerable and Brock throws a monkey <laughs> wrench into things literally. <laughs> Well, he's, he thinks yeah. he's a monkey. He actually technically isn't, but yes, literally does. Well, he's not a baboon either. He's no, some it's kind a, of not a bassoon, but something like that. Something it's else. got a blue butt. Got so a blue he, butt. you can look it up on the internet. A primate that has a blue butt. Yeah. This movie loves butt jokes, but then again, it's it's geared at kids, so I guess yeah. it makes sense. Uh, and so from there, Uncle Horatio tries to make a a deal. He holds him hostage, basically. He does, but in Owen, not after. There's another montage about Owen being sad about not being able to be a human being, and that's like right after through various
1: gonna... forms or
0: whatever. He's but. an octopus for a while. He's a bear for a while. There's a lot of things of him in the home life montage, struggling
1: with life as an animal. Yes, he, he's no
0: he, because it's he, missing. He doesn't know that it's been taken hostage, right? By uh, Uncle Ratio. So we, he's then approached at the the circus by Horatio to to make the deal yeah you know you you turn over the the box and the circus to me, you can go back to your family normal again, and Owen says no,
1: yeah, which I don't understand the logic to that of like I don't think the movie made it clear of just, like, why is he saying no? It's like, oh, I, you know, I'm not going to put... Like, he said something about, like, my family comes first. It's like, what? Why is saying no make it better? I don't understand.
0: Um, because, I you know, his extended family, at least to me, was the... Like, the performers in the circus were part of his family, and if he turned that over to Horatio, you know... it. Okay, it, I guess so. His pri- I guess his primary family, you know, of his wife, you know, Mackenzie and Zoe would get, you know, human dad, human Owen back, which is a big plus. Yeah. But, you know, his extended family would be indentured servants at best. Although I guess they could quit the circus.
1: Yeah, start their own circus. I mean, I mean, granted, the circus without those animal crackers was not doing well. No, not so at all. So maybe, you know, but um, at the end of the day, I think my my biggest issue with this movie is Owen didn't seem that thrilled to be running this play. I mean, he refused to run it for a while, and then he only got go- goaded into it because he became the star of the show. Whereas Horatio really wants to run it and seems like, just like, let the baby have his bottle. <laughs> tell, tell him, yeah, you're in charge. You go out <laughs> and you give a big speech about welcome to my show, Horatio's Circus, or
0: whatever. So and you, then you, let you him pull run... the strings from behind the scenes and just let him be the front man. Yeah, let him
1: feel like he's in charge. It seems like that's all he wants until he decides he wants to rule the world. But, um, you know, it seems like... Wait wait a minute, maybe Owen saw the trajectory He saw that, no, this isn't going to be enough for Uncle Horatio Maybe that's true But um, that was my feeling of just like Horatio is the only one who really seems to really want I mean, Zoe, yes, she likes the circus And she's like, sure, I'll run the circus But it didn't seem like that was something that was like her passion
0: I kind of got it, though She really loved it and definitely was excited to have an out From inheriting the Dog Biscuit Factory Yes, yes
1: no, definitely, but um, I don't know. I,
0: it, it seemed to me like I,
1: I was watching the movie going like, okay, the end of this movie is going to be Horatio mellowing a little bit and everyone being like, we can all, we can all be part of this circus. And you too, Horatio. But no, he's, he never mellows. He, <laughs> he never learns his lesson. He gets chimera courage yes. and decides he's going to take over the world. Yeah, Well, because rather than making the deal, they just decide to shoot Bullet Man at Horatio. Bullet Man saves the day. Yes. And uh, gets the cookies back and there's a big fight at the end.
0: And uh And in the very end there's a happy ending for all because the struggling Binkley genius Binkley has come up with a perfect idea that blends perfectly with the circus. Yes. That her um biscuits that constantly were changing the color of your face and tasting terrible have been repackaged <laughs> to give you a zebra, you know, a- animal faces for a short period of
1: time. Yeah, magical face paints, and then to get rid of it, you belch, and that's that's the last joke of this movie. You're just yes. like, ah look, I don't know. Whatever, that's for kids. <laughs> yeah, They're it's fine. fine. Like that whole arc of the movie is only there for that. It's like none of this, none of this matters. None of the dog biscuit, the dog biscuitful
0: plot is totally irrelevant.
1: Yeah, it's it's weird, but and to um, be,
0: I mean, like Brock, Brock. You write Brock out of the movie doesn't matter to the point where I have a question of what happened to Brock. Yeah, you
1: never see him as
0: a human again, do we? Maybe oh, he just liked a- it better. He was you just—you get no clue. That was one of my big questions for you. What happened to Brock?
1: Uh, yeah, I guess that's a good question. And didn't really think about it, but now that you mention it, yeah, he never goes back. You to just tra-
0: So when they find Melhouse, will, will they find him and rescue, him or will they kill him? Well, when they when they find him, hump. Hum- hum. You didn't answer me. You just <laughs> sort of trailed off. off. I mean, that's honestly what seems to happen to Brock. Yeah, I mean, I think this movie just has too many characters, and it's just like, you know what? We can't wrap everything up for everybody. Fill in the blanks. <laughs> All right, that's I think I think we, we covered the entire plot there. That's pretty impressive.
1: It's a, there's a lot going on in this movie, which is much more than I would have expected. But anyway, let's All move right. on to technology. <sighs>
0: it's already up in the cloud. What cloud? What cloud? All right, the technology section where our uh, segment where we would dis- we would discuss how changes in technology have Im- impact the plot or key scenes in the movie. So the challenge being, yeah, <laughs> that in animated movie that's mostly about magic, this does not apply. No. I think the only the only thought that I had oh, in
1: relation to this segment you got
0: me beat on this one, which is normally not the case. Is if you could distribute
1: using the infinite, you know replenishment uh, replenishment of these cookies, distribute one cookie to everyone in the world, transform everybody all at the same time to an animal that is that is not uh, susceptible to COVID. <laughs> Three days, everyone's a horse or whatever. Everyone transformed back. We would have this problem solved. Just, uh, I just coordinate everybody. That's that's the solution
0: to the problem. Unfortunately, the cynic me says coordination of everybody for <laughs> yes, anything fair is enough.
1: impossible, but that's I, a very good point. People would be like, <laughs> it would be the mass problem all over again I'm not eating these cookies, you know, that the government's putting chemicals in these cookies. I mean, granted, this would be pretty, you know,
0: I would be suspicious of these cookies too, actually now that so I think about it. And then Eat what happens? So, well, it. then I would say, I've seen the movie Animal Crackers. What happens if somebody takes my human cookie hostage?
1: It's true, yes. You have to distribute the human cookies at the same time. Be very careful with this cookie.
0: It's like the ransom trade off, right? Yeah, absolutely. I like that thought, though. That was All the right. only thought I had. You ready for the little details? Yes, that cardboard headstone tipped over. The, this graveyard is obviously phony. All right, the little details, the segment of the show where we discuss uh, minutia that we found interesting or noteworthy within the movie. Yeah. All right, so my first one I already opened with. I mean, my first note that I had, just bullet man, which we've already discussed <laughs> yes. in depth, but that was easily the most noteworthy thing in the movie to me.
1: How How long do you think Stallone's recording session was?
0: I, in minutes. I, joking aside, I envisioned that it was very similar to Krusty the Clown in that episode that I like to reference. Yeah. The Malibu Stacy, bada boom, bada bing, and he's gone. Do you think it was under an hour? Absolutely. <laughs> okay. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's hard to say.
1: It may have gotten like, recorded way too much. Like, let's get a lot of different options. He's saying Bullet Man. Even if you did, an hour would be sufficient. Yeah, you need maxed 40 versions of him saying Bullet Man and then, yes. you know, his poetry at the end. That's it. What was what was the poem even? Was it uh, better to have loved loved and lost than never to have loved at all? Is I, I it think is? I think
0: it was Tennyson.
1: Yes. But it's like, how is that related to the plot of this movie? Why is he saying this? Why is this the poem he's reading? I I
0: like to think that Bullet Man was legitimately like a performer, like that he he was sure. he was um, traditionally educated in the performance arts, and all of the concussions he forgot, but for whatever reason at the very end it it came rushing back and he decided i am going to get some of my traditional stage you know performance techniques and training I out see. for all to see i think the concussions are what has held bulletman back all these it's years like a coconut
1: hitting gilligan in the head and him becoming a genius or something <laughs> <Exactly>. like that
0: exactly <laughs> okay yeah maybe so
1: that's the lowbrow explanation, is <laughs> sure. Gilligan got hit in the head with a coconut. I think that's ha- that happened in a couple of, of it <laughs> did. Gilligan's Island.
0: I would imagine it happened once per episode. Yeah,
1: probably. In between the the times when the Harlem Globetrotters visited the island, uh, I love that the Harlem Globetrotters were both on Scooby Doo and Gilligan's Island. I think they're on Gilligan's Island multiple times. they were so popular. Harlem Globetrotters, you need a new travel agent. <laughs> Anyway, i
0: sure that was a joke.
1: Yeah, probably. Uh, anyway, I want to talk about the opening musical number. Okay. Horatio sings about how great he is and how, uh, you know.
0: there were We didn't cover that. There were three or four musical numbers. Yeah,
1: and all him, month. just him singing on his own. It wasn't a musical otherwise. Just they decided Ian McKellen gets all the
0: singing. I think you're right, yeah.
1: I just have one issue and this is on my mind because i recently watched that hamilton uh, recording of hamilton on disney plus i have not seen it i can see why people go crazy for hamilton it's good i, I but my issue with hamilton and i have the same issue with the musical m- numbers in this movie is it seems like it seems like a trend in musicals these days of trying to cram a ton of dialogue or like exposition it's just like it's just like words just a ton of words you know just to the point where you can't understand what they're saying half the time. It's like you're going too fast. You're right, right. singing the too fast. Too yeah. So I have that problem with the the music in this movie. Of just I I can't. I don't remember any examples you know what i mean It's like every yeah. every verse is just like 40 words long it's just like this is not how music you know this isn't you know <laughs> it wasn't meant for this you know you, you, it's not catchy if it's so you know she loves you yeah 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 i can remember
0: that but like you know welcome to the it's just he goes on and on and on it's like okay musicals need to stop this i have not sampled or watched hamilton but i under it's i do fine. i understand what you're you're talking about and there's, yeah. there's certainly other examples. I mean, in
1: the there. case of Hamilton, you understand it because there's a lot to, of like history to go through. Here it's just like, you know what, just, just have him sing a song about how great, I'm, I'm so great, I'm so great. That would have been like a thousand times better than like explaining all the different things in the circus that he's going to do. It's like, it's too much.
0: Fair enough. All right, my, uh, my next note, because I had a little bit here about the various jobs at the Dog Biscuit Factory, which there are not very many, but I think we really covered them. Yeah. Well,
1: we—I'm not sure about the fourth job. It's clear what three of those jobs are: owner, biscuit taster, and uh, biscuit uh, flavor—you know—scientist.
0: Brock's job. You're right. What is Brock's job? That we'll save that for questions. <laughs> oh, okay. All right, but I, I have to admit there was a reference to a heffalump or hefflump. Yeah, I had zero clue without looking it up. I had to look it up, too. And I'm going to say, the, the, peop- the Winnie the Pooh people probably are not very happy that their, uh, oh. their intellectual property is being referenced.
1: Uh, I mean, I think you, you can get away with that, as long as you don't show one. right? I, I think there's a lot of that. There's a lot of references, because when uh, Owen becomes a bear, someone calls him Fozzie Bear. Oh, uh, I think uh, Chesterfield calls him Fozzie Bear. And there's one other one. Every, every time someone transforms into something, or not every time, but a lot of times, there's some reference to some other children's property. Winnie the Pooh and uh, the Muppets, and there was a third one. I don't remember what it was.
0: I, I remember those two. I don't remember the third I'm one. I'm
1: pretty sure it was a third one. But yeah, it's it's a weird thing that this movie does repeatedly.
0: Okay. During that chase where
1: Zucchini discovers the the, the powers cookies, yeah, yeah. and what they can do, there's a point where he drives through a house that's being transported. Yes. And uh, I wasn't sure whether to uh, put this in questions or to put it here. I'm just going to put it here because All it's right. just... What is going on in that house? First of all, there, there's a guy showering in this house that is being moved. What
0: well, is, what's what? funny is, you know what I thought of? What? I thought of Arrested Development and Tobias in there showering, even though the pipes weren't hooked up to Yeah, the to pipes are not hooked up to anything. I know it's a kid's movie, and
1: obviously. That's all I could think of. Yeah. Well, it's like, what is he. The guy decided I'm
0: not moving out of this house, or, you know, I, I just thought it was such a weird joke. It was a weird joke, as were, you know, the row of cacti that. The zucchini oh, goes through, yes. but I got a laugh that I don't think was intended because I thought about Tobias Funke up showering in his cutoffs, and when the plumber goes down, yeah, uh, you know, there was a bunch of denim down. Yeah, we got a guy like that. There was a bunch of, <laughs> of denim and blue paint. Yeah, we got a guy like that. I forgot about that. That's all I could think of is that the pipes weren't hooked. You know, the pipes aren't hooked up to anything. Well, but somewhere, the water's coming from somewhere. That, that was very strange, yeah. and I don't have an explanation of where the water was coming okay. from. magic. In addition to the
1: magic uh, cookies... That, that, magic, is, a, that is a
0: good point, that it was set up there for a joke, but
1: really doesn't make a lot of sense. That guy has his own adventure about a magic hot water heater that gives him uh, unlimited water.
0: All right, my next one here is actually the Buns of Steel, which we already kind of talked about. My, the one following that, there's a, Chesterfield says, I think in the eulogy, that uh, Buffalo Bob could belch the entire alphabet in one breath. Yes. I am not one for potty humor, but I got to say, if somebody could do that, I might pay the price of admission to see that circus if Bob could belch the entire alphabet in one breath. I mean, it's important enough that it ended up in his eulogy, so
1: it's like, this is what he's known for. It's quite a skill. Not, you know, running the most popular circus in the world, but let's not talk about that. Let's talk about the important skills that Bob had. All right. It doesn't seem like, you know, when we kind of meet him... The times we meet him, he's just a very gentle guy, and then when he's the dog, he's still that way of just like, brother, don't do this, or whatever, because there's a it moment in him. It is true.
0: He's, he is
1: very, very... It didn't seem like the kind of guy who would be belching the alphabets. That is that is a fair criticism yeah. of that point. It's not like Booger from Revenge of the Nerds. He's this very kind of sweet guy. <laughs> that is
0: what I thought of, too, is Booger. Yeah. All right. I've got a few more. I'm, what what have you got?
1: Well, I was wondering if we should get into... We kind of talked about the, the logic of the cookies
0: or whatever, but... Uh, I, there, there isn't. I mean, it. I know it's magic, but there's no consistency in the rules at all. Well, the thing that's that really messed with me is
1: there's at the near the end. We never talked about the henchmen. Like, zucchini ends up with a bunch of like broken crackers. and It's like, oh, we could still eat these, and like they end up with being these like. These horrible abomination, multiple animals in one things, because they ate like a leg of a lion and like the wings of a bird or whatever, like a but doc- not the Dr. whole animal. So they still... Yeah, yeah. Island of Doctor Dr. Moreau, Moreau stuff. Yeah. Um Not so horrifying as a kids' movie, but still. But then, like, okay, now your human parts are are broken up. So they tell them, like, we need to sort through to figure out what is wh- whose leg is what, so you don't end up with that guy's leg or whatever. Yeah. So okay. What happens? I guess this is more of a question, but I mean, just, I, I just want to talk about the logic of this stuff. Like, What, what would have happened if, if someone else ate Owen's cookie just whole? There's two oh, Owens then?
0: Like, uh, he just no, tried- I, I think they turn into Owen, and I, I don't think Owen can turn back because Brock's cookie is still in there, and they say, Do you want to eat Brock? You're like, No. So the, the presumption I had, the way the rules work, is that Owen would have turned into Brock and maybe still had Owen's voice, I guess but Brock's body. I guess. But then okay, let, what if he
1: had eaten Brock's cookie? Then then eating another cookie, would his would his, he go back in the box? Or would Brock go back in the That's, box? That's that is interesting
0: logic. What would happen?
1: Yeah, if, Like okay, <laughs> here here's the scenario, right? Forget let's ignore that Brock became a gibbon or whatever he was. I I know where you're going. Go Brock, ahead. Brock Brock eats Well, I guess for his cookie to be in there, he had to—he has to transform. Yeah, he had to be an animal. And then when you eat a cookie that's an animal, your human cookie appears in the box. Then Owen eats the Brock cookie. So now so what Owen. You could have had, so I
0: guess you can't have two at the same time. You could have had the body swap movie worked in here of you know vice versa or you know whatever Freaky Friday. Pick whatever. body sure, swap, yeah, you could. That Brock's consciousness right could have eaten Owen's cookie. Yeah, and then Owen could have had Brock's cookie. Yeah, and you could have had the
1: body swap movie in here. Yeah, because I think once once Owen eats Brock's cookie,
0: he becomes Brock. Then the Owen cookie goes into the box. What well, should have always been in there. It was just missing, quote unquote.
1: I'm just saying, as a th- just a theoretical. Not even talking about the scenario in the movie. I'm just saying, starting from scratch. Okay. So yeah, I guess you can never have two people at the same time because when you eat, when Owen eats the Brock <laughs> cookie, then the Owen cookie goes into the box. It's just the the the, <laughs> the logistics of this. I mean, it's a kids' movie. You're not supposed to care, but it's just like you know, the, I like I trying I, to work it out. All. These rules only exist because they wanted to create a scenario where Owen couldn't turn back into yeah. himself. How do we make the, that work? The oh, there's a cookie where you have to yeah.
0: da, da, da But it's like they also didn't want it to be like... But I, they also wanted it, I, not just for Owen, I think they also wanted it for Uncle Bob to not have died because oh, they true, didn't want yes. that maybe the heavy in this kind of younger kids movie.
1: Yeah, we never talked about it. We never
0: mentioned that. Yeah, like they didn't cookies, actually die. They were, no, their cookies burned up and they couldn't turn, turn back. Yeah, they were the dog and the cat.
1: Did you know that? I, 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 I predicted that pretty early. Like, they're uh, I did not. not. Dead.
0: I, I did not. I probably should have because it was a kids' movie. It was.
1: It was when uh, Owens there, at, like at the circus, and he's just like, "I wish my uncle Bob and T- and Natalia were here." And he's petting the dog, and then yeah. the cat's there. and am like, "Oh, it's them." Okay, I got it. Because
0: that's after the. You <laughs> You're smarter than me. I did not get that one.
1: No, it was just because, the only reason why I thought that is because like, I'm like, "There's no way they'd kill these characters off screen." Like,
0: you know, you, obviously they're not going to show them burning to death in a
1: kids' movie either. But I, I was like, they wouldn't have done this off screen. They wouldn't have done it this way. <laughs> I, if they were uh, actually dead, they would have said they would have. You know, unequivocally shown, yes, they're dead. Yeah. And since that didn't
0: happen, I'm like, there's no way they're dead. It was smart. I should have seen it, but did not. All right. My next one is actually on a character that uh, you didn't get much on, but I'm just going to say Gretchen, the former bearded lady, if it just took electrolysis, she had a, a career in modeling ahead of her. She needed to get, elect- probably could have made a lot more as a model than it's true. the begs, bearded lady. It, it begs the question. I mean, I, 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 you never see her again. No. So presumably just she's... just for that joke.
1: Well, yes, but also you could assume that she's no longer a part of the circus because oh, yeah. what reason would she have to be? No. She's yeah. off living a wonderful life. Uh, probably I, as a model. Yeah, probably. I mean, generally speaking, the, isn't the cliche of the bearded lady is that, I mean, there's there's a, another woman there who's very uh, robust, so isn't that yes. sort of the cliche? So, yeah, general. She would have been... Who knows if she was uh, those proportions when she was the beard lady or not? I mean, who, who could say? It's hard Maybe, hard, hard maybe, maybe there was more than uh, the, the, the electrolysis. Could be. I'll just pay for the blasted liposuction.
0: <laughs> <laughs> one. One. Um, all right. What else have you got? I've got one. Got, well, you know what? Let me get, do this one. Speak right. since I didn't d- have much on the songs, but I did notice Horatio did get it all wrong because he wanted a fleet of golden cars. It's very clear. As a Simpsons fan is that you want a solid gold house, but a rocket Rocket car car is what you need when you have fame and fortune. That's true.
1: (laughs) Yes, that's very clear. Kirk Douglas wouldn't lie to us. What, what, what were the gold cars? I don't remember him talking about a gold about a fleet of gold cars. Uh, it
0: was just one of the things that when he was... You know, oh, this is part of the song? Part of the song. Yeah, okay. that's what I'm saying. Is that he, he, it was part, the only part of the song that stuck out to me was his fleet of golden cars. And I'm like, no, you need a rocket car. The house is what needs to be solid yeah, gold. Solid
1: gold car is probably too heavy. You, uh, yes.
0: You're not to good gas
1: mileage there. Uh, well, if, you've got, if you can afford the gold card, you probably don't care about uh, gas mileage.
0: Absolutely not. So I got two more. What, what have you got?
1: I got a couple more. I want to call out my, my favorite character in this whole movie. Is just a one-line guy in the audience. Does this a- might be my next one. <laughs> go, go for it. <laughs> I have never seen a, a, a delivery, just a random nobody character. It is such a crazy like line delivery. Okay. I don't think I could possibly do it justice because I'm relatively... like just I don't think I could ever get the energy to, to, to match this guy
0: in this movie. All right. I, I want to hear... Know no, about. I
1: want to hear it because my can next I, Can one, I do my recreation of it? I'll do my best. Well, i not... i got to back off the mic. There
0: are other times I've thought we were saying the same thing and weren't. I'm oh, pretty not. sure we are here because my next line was a random guy in the audience, so let's so hear it. Let's it hear was so good. It was so funny. Let's hear it. So so just to set it up, this
1: is when the circus is not going well. It's their, yes. it's their first, it's their first uh, performance, performance back and people
0: are like, where are the animals? And then just one guy just goes... Come on, we got we want some animals. Let's go here. It's the last line that made it for me. Let's go here. Let me just say to I am a person that one of my favorite things and it always sticks out in me the one the best example. I think it's the first scary movie when I love random off-screen hecklers in the background. <laughs> yes. I, honestly, it's one of my favorite things because, you know, I had in my younger days as a younger man I've thoroughly enjoyed sure i can I can vouch for heckling this. at sporting events, and I shouldn't be proud of it. I did try and keep it where it wasn't against college athletes, it was the coaches, yeah, I can also and, vouch for that and the refs, so I love a good heckle, okay, and this guy is up there f- with me. Come on, we want some animals. Let's go here. I mean, he is really worked up and wants some animals immediately. It's it's the let's go here. He really has dialed it up. That he is really angry. It's also like there's some like something sounds different about like the
1: recording equipment they use. He sounds like he's in a totally different world than everybody else. <laughs> it does and
0: maybe it's because he's back off the mic? But it's like. So yeah,
1: come on, we want some animals. Let's and, go! And here. I can
0: tell you, there's there's other ones in movie history, but I can tell you the one that always sticks out. It's in it's a, I think the first scary movie. They're playing up the stereotype of one of the Wayans brothers and his date. You know that black people talk way too much. You know during movies. Hmm. And there's just one, you know, they've they've cut, like, away, and they're escalating. Because, whatever, it's a scary movie, right? So, yeah. they're, you know, they're escalating. It's, it. it's the broadest version of this. Yes, game. and by the third cut of them just being obnoxious, you know, and being loud, there's just one random guy. Will you shut the f*** up? And the way the guy delivers the <laughs> line, I did not find very much funny and scary movie, but that guy in the background had me on the floor. <laughs> yeah. So this oh, I- is the PG-like kids version of that guy. He is very angry. We're, we're, not,
1: we're not doing it justice. It is such a crazy line delivery. It's- also, I didn't expect to had to bleep
0: this episode. You're dropping F-bombs in the Animal Crackers episode, but only, that's fair. Yes, yeah, so and only – so I will get the violation of the verbal morality statute, but only because it's a quote, and it's not done justice. If I would have dialed it down, it doesn't do it justice because that guy in that movie, he is so pissed.
1: Yeah, I may just drop in I'll, – I'll, I, was, I was pulling up Netflix here, but I don't have the log. On this computer, That's so I fine. can't play it. But I'll, you should I'll, get I'll drop it in because I don't think we're even doing it justice. It is such, a, it
0: is, it stands out so much. It, it really does. Because <laughs> there's a few people that are frustrated, but he really sticks out without a he doubt. He's like a Bobcat Goldthwaite quality yes. to That guy. So that, I only had two left, so that was my second to last. I'm going to give you my last. You you feel free to cover whatever else you've got. I had maybe my my favorite. I don't know if it's name, but. Darth Nader for a ho- for a horse was out was a joke that I really enjoyed. Where was that? I don't remember that at all. Uh, so it's when Owen turns into the horse, and so he's. Going to do the trick you talked about, and he's complaining about the name is Buttercup. He's like, that's the best name that you could come up with a horse. Right. And Chesterfield goes through a couple of examples. I don't remember what. Ones that weren't funny. Darth Nader was was one of them that actually did make me laugh. Oh, okay. So I guess it wasn't good enough for you to notice it, but that's okay. I did not notice it at all. Is there some kind of pun I'm missing there?
1: Like, I don't even know, like... uh...
0: I mean, I just... Darth yeah. Vader and neigh because it's a horse. I enjoy yeah, Darth Vader. Oh, no. So
1: there's that's the pun I was missing. Yeah. There you go. That's the joke. No,
0: I I was literally missing that. So yeah, okay. okay. thank that's, you for explaining. Yeah. Um I guess I don't think of horses as neighing necessarily. Oh, Really? Oh, it's, I don't, maybe it's one of the kids books that I had but you know horse horse goes neigh. It's either okay, the sure. farmer in the dell or w- one of them the thing you pull the string and it arrow yes. spins. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's either that or a children's book that has that the horse goes neigh. Sure, okay.
1: I guess I don't think of the word "nay" in that sense. Like I was just thinking of like "nay," like no. Yeah, like when it,
0: you're voting, you the, know, the, as a the, Congress the, or something. Yeah, sure.
1: the word "nay" as a horse sound for some reason. It's more
0: <laughs> nay is how a horse does it. Sure. Yes. So
1: uh, okay, my last note is a longer one. So I just want to go over the montage of things are going well with the horse, the with the with the with performance the, as the animal, the animal performances. Yeah. yeah, which apparently that was all one. Show. show. I,
0: that
1: was it feels confused. like months it, are going it, by. It it's like, I don't think this movie understands how montage, like, movie... Uh, it's supposed to be a passage of time. Yeah, yeah, movie language. I don't think this movie understands that, because this whole montage of just, like, it's, it's set to uh, Don't Stop Even Now by Queen, and it's all this stuff happening, and it's just like, oh, clearly this is to establish that... They're really raking in the money. Yeah. They're doing a lot of shows. Yeah. People are loving it. Like, no. the, like the pretzel montage. It's, it's right. like, you know... It's one show. It's one show. It's like, wow, that's a great show. It's like, like, what? It actually did kind of feel like an accidental Simpsons uh, joke where it was like, you know.
0: <laughs> it actually, is a great observation. Yeah,
1: right? it, it's, it's something that the Simpsons would do, have a big montage and be like, all right. It turns out it was just one it's day. It's only been a half hour or whatever. <laughs> um, but let me go through. This is the most literal movie montage in the history of film, I think. Because the lyrics of Don't Stop Me Now by Queen literally is just describing the things that are happening on screen and it kept happening over and over i was like oh that's a weird coincidence and i realized halfway through the montage like no they literally just took the song and went like let's just show the things that are happening that that uh you know that freddie mercury is describing Singing, yes. um um and speaking of which i don't think i think this movie uh, this song should be retired from being used in movies Shaun of the dead used this song perfectly it's like, uh, um, uh, stuck in the middle with you. It's like no other movie should ever use that again. I f- kind of feel the same way about this song. Like, maybe n- I not, haven't not... seen it.
0: so I actually
1: oh, you've never seen Shaun of the Dead?" No. Oh, okay. it's good. Okay. I, it's, not,
0: it's not like I have an opposition. I just never saw it. Okay. And so I don't have the reference point. It's a very I, I had never seen this Queen. I mean, Queen songs have been used in a lot of movies. I mean, yeah,
1: this song, it's a very easy to use in a montage song. <laughs> Having a good time. It's like, yeah, of course. A million movies have probably used this. But yeah. anyway, let me go through the, the montage because it's the lyrics start, I'm a shooting star leaping through the sky. Cut to Owen as an octopus being shot out of a cannon flying through the sky. And then he goes, like a tiger. Owen is now a tiger. Uh, Defying the laws of gravity. And it's him and Bullet Man again flying through the air. <laughs> And then he goes, I'm a racing car. Now Owen is a bear driving a tiny little car <laughs> off a ramp. Um, and then for a while, it kind of drifts apart. Because the song talks about Lady Godiva. I'm like, okay, at least they didn't <laughs> they didn't go there. <laughs> they, didn't, they didn't go there in this kid's movie. Um, but then it's like, uh, you know, it goes, burning through the sky. And Owen is now... Flying through flaming hoops with a flaming baton in his mouth as a lion, 200 um, degrees—that's why they call me Mr. Fahrenheit—and then a big burning like set piece gets lit, and it's like this elaborate like flaming design or whatever. Yeah. Um, and he goes, I'm, "I'm traveling at the speed of light." And cut to Owen as an owl flying through like weird abstract like colored rings. Do you remember that? No, it's like what is even happening? He looks like he's flying through like a Stargate. It tur- I was to say it turned into 2001. Yeah, it's like the end of two thousand and one because the song says he's traveling at the speed of light, and it's like well, even though this is a circus performance,
0: um, and then yeah, Owen now the- I'm envisioning Patrick Warburton in two thousand one clubbing.
1: Sure, yeah, as the baboon, yes. his blue butt. Um, And then yeah, Owen as the lion plays, Brian May's solo. It's just like, literally, it's just the song is happening. Like they're just fitting the the
0: The words are saying what's happening. Yeah, I mean, it really it was the most literal. uh, I did not what's funny is I did not notice that maybe because I don't know that song that well. And I was just kind of enjoying it. I did not notice how literal the montage was. I mean, it's a fun
1: song, so it's a fun montage.
0: But <laughs> if, if I just—I was so distracted by the lyrics matching up so perfectly. Anyway, I can understand it. All right, you that's ready? My last one. All yeah. right, ready for the devil's advocate? Let's do it. I want to ask you a bunch of questions, and I want to have them answered immediately. All right, Devil's Advocate is a segment of the show where we ask each other questions that we derived after watching the movie, and the other tries their best to answer. I, I think the first question... It's very <laughs> obvious. Let's go. Go with it. Let's figure out the family tree of this family. Okay. So it opens up, and Owen is Bob's nephew. Yes. Bob's yeah. your uncle, literally. Bob is your uncle. Fanny is not his aunt, but Bob is his uncle. We know Bob has a brother, Horatio. Yes. Bob has a wife, Talia. Yes. At no point in time is it ever said that Talia has any siblings in any way, shape, or form. No. Owen does not look in any way, shape, or form. Certainly looks more like Bob. Yeah, I assumed that. I assumed that the, the nephew was on Bob's side of the family. Yes. So this leads to the question, what else is on the family tree? Because later, my question would be, Horatio assumes he should be inheriting and taking over. Yes. Wouldn't there be another brother and or sister that might raise their hand and say, Horatio, I got a problem with that? Either that other sibling is the black sheep of the family and is not talked about because it's never
1: like they go to great pains to never talk about uh, talk Owen's about, parents.
0: No, and Owen is there at the circus by himself, by himself, at like eight years old, or presumably what? under the care of Bob. Yes, right. You'd but, hope so, or Chesterfield. Yes, I
1: mean you get the sense that he's at the circus a lot, but. Was he raised by Bob and Talia? Unclear, maybe, but... Not answered at all. Not, but he's not attached enough at the, to the circus to the point where it feels like he was raised in the circus. Right? He, he likes the circus, but he's very quick to drop it. So I don't know if I believe that he was raised by Bob and Talia. So who is this other sibling? Why, and why... Never answered. And why is it never... Like, at no point do Horatio and Owen act like family. Horatio's no. also Owen's uncle. Yeah. Equally, I mean... No, he's, I mean, he's just a villain. Granted, he's a bad guy or whatever. I mean, but... Petty, yet. Yeah, at petty, moment. yeah. I mean, he becomes more villainous as the movie goes on. The, but, chi- I mean, the chimera effect. Sure, yes. And there's no going back after that. Once you declare that you want to rule the world, <laughs> yes. I don't think uh, family th- ties really matter but, I
0: think that's something I'm going to coin, like, for the rest, is that, you know, when a villain just really takes off, it's the chimera effect. Sure. It sounds like a movie in Seinfeld they'd go see. <laughs>
1: Got to get the tickets for the Chimera effect. <laughs> so yeah, I, that's the weird part to me is that Owen and Horatio seem to have no relationship of any kind. They seem like strangers. Yeah, it's like when Horatio shows up at the at the funeral, what is even Owen's reaction? It's just like.
0: It, it's not as if... There is none, right? There's a real connection. Even if it's like, oh, it's my Uncle Horatio. There's, right. There's nothing. <laughs> it's it's as if the writers of this movie don't understand how families work. <laughs> or one was writing Horatio and one was writing Owen's storyline and didn't realize, oh, wait, it's maybe. Uncle Owen or yeah. Uncle Horatio. Rather. Yeah, maybe. I, mean, I, I wonder if the novel
1: is equally uh, clueless about the fact that Horatio would be Owen's uncle, but... Uh, I don't know. At the very least, because, yeah... Horatio literally blackmails Owen says you can never turn into a human unless I get what I want. And you'd think Owen would appeal to his family, you know, it's like I'm Something. your nephew. Right. Yeah, Why are you doing
0: this to me? Yeah, I'm your family. It's, no, it's, it's not there's not at no all. dynamic there at all. it, it is not explained. So okay. neither one of us yeah. can explain that cuz it doesn't make sense. Yeah, all know. right. So my first one that was not on the family tree I'd like to know so we get a we're shown the marriage proposal of Owen and actually there's like a clown clown nose that he he opens up because uh, in yeah. where the ring would be because that's a shared moment from when they were kids. Sure. So we get the marriage proposal, here's my question. Something that's very important in Owen's life, and it's clear. I ask you Oops. a bunch of <laughs> questions. Sorry. I bumped the I keyboard. Won't ask answered immediately. <laughs> We're still on questions, Arnold. I will hold on. I'm going to answer. Just give me a second. Arnold is very insistent. He very
1: much. Sorry, I bumped the
0: keyboard. That's right. <laughs> uh, so the we see the marriage proposal, and Old Blue is there, as is the cat. My question to you is: Why are they in their dog and cat form for such an important moment? are are uncle uh, bob and aunt talia always in their dog and cat
1: form that's a great question because that's before the fire right yeah, well it would have to be because yeah it was years by the time the fire happens they have a, a daughter so yeah, yeah obviously the proposal would have been way before yeah. good question I mean, obviously, movie wise, it's to set up the cat and the dog yeah, to, to mislead why, you. I
0: know but, why movie wise it's there, but so you wouldn't think that it was but screen it was like screenwriter logic wise. That's that's the wrong moment to set it up, not the marriage proposal. Well, it should be something else.
1: I don't think I have an answer because that ties into a question of mine, which okay. is after the fire, why don't Bob and Talia just tell everyone what happened? Why is it a secret? What is up with them? Why? What is? They've got some kind of secret dog and cat life that they don't want to tell <laughs> people about.
0: <laughs> we're on, Hold on, we're going to go down one of our rabbit holes. I think well, we're on this now. Maybe. I think there's a secret life they have. I think so. That only, I think Chesterfield did know, because I think he's he is in on everything, yeah. but I don't think the rest of the circus is in on it. I but do. I like this idea that they have a secret life that, like, I don't know, that somehow that Uncle Bob is, like, one of the dogs playing poker. There's some life that's going on that they just don't want. To let anybody else know about it's
1: some kind of secret shame that they, they you know to the point where the circus is like falling apart and like the, the, it's going to be destroyed by uh, by his his brother he won't speak up until after he's declared that he's going to rule the world it's like brother
0: <laughs> the, please the chimera effect yeah Bob can no longer just hide within his dog life <laughs> he needs to come forward out honestly I could not figure out and and I didn't realize I didn't
1: think about the fact that yeah they were in their dog and cat form during the proposal so <laughs> there must be some story there what is the deal. <laughs> Why? Well, I
0: wish I had a good explanation, but I don't.
1: Because they can talk. It's not It's not as if this movie is establishing, oh, you turned into a dog and a cat, and why? so no one will ever know. <laughs> now you're trapped there forever. <laughs> you can talk. You can talk. You can tell everyone what happened. I don't understand. So I don't have an answer for your question, because my question is similar. Just Something's <sighs> up with Bob and Talia. It's true. These have been some good questions,
0: though. All right. Uh, my next one, I'd like to know, so when Owen first turns into a hamster, why is a high speed... I- there's a movie reason why, but let's try and logic it out. She is driving like a bat out of hell to get back to the circus. Where's right. the fire? Yeah, the circus is going to be there. Why does she need to speed back to the circus? I mean,
1: it's a very uh, stressful situation. She wants to get him back as soon as possible. I guess is the thing. Is it's like
0: all right, I'll 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 ex- allow that. Yeah, she is driving. Most,
1: she's putting them in, in grave, grave danger.
0: Danger, and they have their daughter in the yeah,
1: car. No, that's definitely true. I mean, also she doesn't know for a while that she's being chased. Like, every one thing if it's like, okay, this guy's chasing us, we got to get away yeah, from but him. But no, she doesn't that's not know a lie. the
0: zucchini is there. No,
1: well, they don't know any of the rules of the cookies yet. Then, right? Because it's only until they get back to the the
0: yeah they, to the circus that Chester really explains right. how
1: it all works, and it's yeah. like, no, everything's fine, dummy. Just here, eat this cookie, and you'll be fine. So yeah, nothing was at stake. It was, it was okay. Yeah, I don't Fair know. Fair enough. <laughs> we right, don't have your- none of us. Neither of us have questioned or have answered any of our questions as to. I think this this movie's uh, you know, it's a kids' movie, whatever. But this movie is very fast and loses with the logic. Yes. Okay, Horatio when he shows up to uh, Bob's funeral is very upset that he wasn't invited to the funeral. Yes. Who Why? Sends, who sends
0: invitations to a funeral?
1: There a, there's no such a thing as funeral invitations there's a funeral and everyone can you're come you're right
0: there I mean there are notices though whether it be you know I, it's not an invite yeah, but I'm I mean, not an invitation though. You're, you're right you know you can't
1: leave someone out of a funeral you can't be like you know you got invited and you didn't right. it's posted in the paper and whoever wants to come can come
0: yeah you're right there is no uh, there is not a stationary there's not a section in the stationary store no one's ever been snubbed at a funeral Except in this movie. Un, un, uninvited? <laughs> the uninv- Unless, I mean, the, the
1: invitation. I mean, the, I mean, maybe someone deliberately reached out to him and said, You are not invited to the funeral.
0: I guess that's a possibility. That's
1: it the only is. way to do it is to deliberately yeah. uh, you're banned. shun them. Yeah. yeah.
0: I don't think that happened here, though. So you're right. No, he,
1: he describes <laughs> it as, I didn't receive an invitation. It's like, Of course you didn't. It's a funeral. <laughs> I think maybe he's just got a complex. He's just like, you know, he, he's a He's a star. Right well but he he it's all on his head like his him like like everything was fine he ran the circus and the only reason why Things got screwed up is because he couldn't get out of his own way, right? I think so. Yeah. He was in charge, and then he blew it.
0: And his jealousy, you know, ultimately was his undoing.
1: Yeah. So I think maybe that's what's happening here. He could have attended the funeral, and everyone would have been like, "Oh, good, thank you for attending well, the I funeral. We're great. happy to see you, and thank you for paying your respects." But no, he, oh, I wasn't invited. Yeah. So I'm going that, to destroy the place. Sure. I mean, that's that's actually you forget that it's a funeral because suddenly a fight's breaking out, and all this <laughs> wacky stuff is happening, and he's like, "Oh, wait, there's a there's there's I mean, there's no body because
0: in theory there are dead bodies." <laughs> yeah. In theory, but uh, there are no
1: dead bodies because they're a dog and a cat.
0: I really only have one more because we, we've spent so much time on trying to explain how the chimera moved from running, just running a circus <laughs> to ruling the world. Sure. There is no explanation other than the chimera effect. My last one, I, I'd like to know. So we get established that Owen is great as a circus performer while as an animal. Yes. But when he's stuck as an animal and can't change back, why is he so terrible at every other job and chore that he's given? Primarily, his job
1: at the circus is to fly around, flying through the sky, you know, at the speed of light, like uh, like the Fahrenheit <laughs> yeah. Man, like Freddie Mercury said. But um, I think he's just very good at like jumping, at, at, you know, flying through the air, being shot out of things, being shot off ramps, which really you don't need to be an animal. To, I mean, it's just gravity doing its job at that yes. point. Um, um, although he's defying the laws of gravity. Let's well, not forget. Yeah, Freddie Mercury again that, said that. Yes, he did. Um, but uh, you would think there would be at least some animal in that box for any job. Right? It's, it's almost like the Flintstones. You know how they have like, the, the, the turtle as like the garbage disposal? Yes. He'd be very useful. He could transform to any, any animal whatever point, the task though, is. He's is. terrible at every other job he's given. I think maybe he's just bad at th- figuring out what animal would be good for the job. But, I mean, that's he's, his thing. Is he's, he's not- the
0: rhino and he lifts up the car, but then he destroys the car when he lifts it up. That's oh, okay. what I'm saying. Is I, I think he gets the right one. He's just bad, and maybe it's he's depressed because he can't change back. Yeah. But he's a great circus performer, but a terrible at everyday chores.
1: Yeah. That whole montage was weird because like I feel like I couldn't decide on a tone. Like, is he sad and like having a hard time, or yeah, is he incompetent? Is but also that's this, the montage where like they're setting up the circus. Oh no, that's no, that's earlier. What? what all, is it? Is it just them like chores around the house, or it's, is
0: it, it's chores around the house and then around the circus? There's something where he knocks a bunch of cars over and they, you know, lean into right. one another. He lifts up the cars, a rhino. I don't remember all of them, but none of them go well. Well, it, it,
1: it's to show he's having a hard time. But again, like this movie is kind of confused about this stuff. Like transforming into an animal is both the cause of and solution to all his problems. It's it's that <laughs> kind of a thing. Like I think the, the problem with that montage is it shouldn't be about he's screwing up at all the things that uh, like. It should be about the things that he needs to be human to do.
0: I was going to say, the things he's missing, you know, like... Yeah. He, he can't go to Mackenzie's performance or something as a bear, or,
1: you know, whatever. <laughs> right, yes. Right. Yeah, it should, yeah. That, it's it's a missed opportunity, because it's, I think, it's depicting the wrong thing a about... A bear is a pop! <laughs> oh, if only... <laughs> Speaking of uh, speaking of great great one line actors there's, there's he's in the he's in the conversation with that, with uh, come on let's go with the animals or whatever
0: oh so th- but I was gonna say there's two from that sequence in ghostbusters because yeah <laughs> some jerk brought a cougar to some <laughs> whip berserk? The, but the bear in the apartment, the the not that the same the, guy. No, it, the ones the cop downstairs of the cougar. Oh, you're cougar right, cougar, cougar is the went cop. To the yeah, yeah. party and it went. I love the <laughs> choice of cougar and the way he says cougar. That's
1: the magic. I mean, the, the, this movie Animal Crackers has one one line actor who is phenomenal. Ghostbusters has several. Yes. <laughs> also, Ghostbusters also has
0: Ghostbusters. All right. Yeah. I love that guy. <laughs> oh. So, um, so you, you kind of explained it. I appreciate it. That was my last one. You got any other questions I can maybe answer? Uh, I have one
1: last one, which is...
0: All right. Okay. Well, the first time Owen
1: becomes the performer, he does the horse diving into the fish bowl. Changes into a goldfish. He changes into the goldfish halfway down. Is it just out in the open that this is magic? How? Why is the audience just accepting a horse transforming into a goldfish? I could understand like Owen secretly well, backstage he tr- turns from the horse into you know a bear and then he comes out and rides a little car and then he goes back and turns into the lion. But no, he transforms in front of in the whole front cab. of everybody.
0: So what is the story? So maybe it's just because I very recently had a, an employee appreciation event where we had a actually really good sleight of hand magician uh, on a zoom call um do some amazing stuff for for zoom it was phenomenal okay so i'm going to assume that the audience is assuming that it's a sleight of hand like that like magic i mean it's, it's sure. really cheap of me since the animal like, crackers are magic but i'm going to assume that they, they think just it's chris angel an, magic yes, it's, a, it's an illusion magic. but not okay. literal magic that's what i'm going to assume okay. i do think it would have been more plausible although again the plausibility probably doesn't matter here. If, as you said, is that he he shuffles off stage, changes into the bear, does the bear thing, the bear rides off, and then he changes, that's far more plausible in a, in a real world with magic. Well, but
1: especially considering that, like, Horatio is trying to figure out what's their secret, and it's just right on the open. There's no secret. They're just doing it in front of the crowd. You know what I mean? Like, it's... It, it feels like when Bob was in charge, it was more like... It probably We're was. not going to let on that uh, these animals are actually
0: people. It's certainly not the first... That's the first act that they do. Yeah, no, Save absolutely. that for the finale yeah. so that you can, I don't know, like draw a curtain or something where people can't really figure out, was that an illusion or what really happened there? Or if it was like, eat the fish cookie right
1: as you hit the water and then have another horse cookie to transform back. It's like, like it's too quick for people to see. To know what happened. Yeah, yeah, so they just think the horse landed in the fish bowl or whatever. So, yeah, that was my last question. All me. right. All right, let's move on to the Silk Cozart Internet Research Corner. Both of y'all! Yes, you Go back to see more. Where I take a deep dive into some piece of Internet trivia based on something that I was curious about. Now, with the new tradition, it is up to you to guess. Did I do it or not?
0: <sighs> I'm going to... My instincts say no, but I'm going to guess yes, and that you went down the research path to try and determine what happened with the release of this movie. You should trust your instincts. This house. No. We only killed forty-eight people. To the last one, we killed one hundred and nineteen. Uh, my goal is to do to
1: to do that segment fifty percent of the time this season. But I'm over for to you. What right can I say? Now.
0: When you're right, fifty-two percent of the time, you're wrong. Forty-eight percent of the time. I apologize for the
1: lack of art uh, but uh, yeah.
0: All right. Well, it's time for the body count. This is why we're really here. And surprise, surprise. My only question is: Do we get a ruling? Do do. Uncle Bob and Aunt Talia. Um, do, do they? Oh count? no, they're still alive. Okay. Even, Despite the fact that there was a funeral, they're still and, alive. You know what? It just it just occurred to me now. Talia
1: really gets the short shrift at that service. No one's talking about oh, her. That's true. Oh, they're only talking about Bob. Oh
0: yeah, that is true.
1: It's terrible. I don't think she even gets mentioned. Like oh, it's so sad. No, Uncle Bob <laughs> is the only one who gets <laughs> mentioned. <laughs> that's right, Uncle Bob. Uh, all right, so body count. No, I think the body count is zero. I mean the only the only thing Well it I, certainly I, would be for Stallone either way.
0: It's not Bullet yes. Man's fault.
1: No no no. I mean Bullet Man does some damage. He he knocks some people over, he transforms into a rhino at some point and, and uh <laughs> gores
0: somebody. See, he you know but that's the thing, right? Bullet man knows what to do when he's a rhino, he gets it right. Well, but When the, Owen was the rhino, he's just like destroying cars.
1: The cannon's doing most of the work in, in his defense. Like He doesn't That's, have to do much. It's true.
0: Just get in the cannon, and once you're in the air, eat this. <laughs> At the right moment, chomp on this yeah, rhino. Yeah, I think cookie. anybody could do that. I, right.
1: The only questionable, I think it's implied that Esmeralda died off screen. Because she's responsible for the magic, and she's not around to explain... At all, what right. she did, or so I think. It's it's implied that she passed away, but unclear. So yep. I don't think it's worth counting. And so. it,
0: uh, it's not Bullet Man, so it doesn't. It's not in the official Stallone. No, certainly
1: either. Stallone's body count in this movie is zero. So yep. uh again, the segment we're comparing uh, Sylvester Stallone's body count to Arnold Schwarzenegger's. Arnold had a total body count of five hundred and forty-seven, average of fourteen point three nine per movie. So zero on this one. So Sylvester Stallone is still sitting at a total body count of four hundred and sixty-nine. And then that gives him an average body count of 11.17. How many movies are we at now? We're at uh, 42. 42 movies. 42 movies, and we've got, I think, 16 more to go. (laughs) This Is going to be an extra long season? Yes, it is. I don't know, 12, because we've done two now. Um, So, yeah. So...
0: Again, he's got cut, he's got seventy eight to go. Stallone needs seventy eight bodies over the next fourteen ish movies. He's really been grinding in most of our movies, other than when we did a Rambo. It's been a slow, slow movement. It has. I mean, that's, this has been the trend. It's it's all feast or famine. But at the end of the day, he's got one more Rambo. He's got
1: another escape
0: plan movie. All right. Well, uh, we're we're time time to give it an award here. It is time for the wrecking crew. All right, the Wrecking Crew Award, the segment of the show where we oh, give the award to the character who wrecked the most shop. I, for me, this was very easy. I'm going to assume that this was a unanimous decision. But oh, I've I'm, been surprised before.
1: That's interesting. Oh, I, I, Well, I don't know. Maybe, because mine is, is not surprising. It's surprising in the, in the sense that I think a lot of times I'm reluctant to give it to Stallone if I feel like someone's really standing out. And in this movie, of all movies... I'm giving it to bullet man, oh yeah, I, okay
0: he easily wrecks the most shop he takes down the chimera, he saves the day, he, he saves did. the day he in the earlier fight sequence, he probably gets the biggest blow because the there's one you know of the henchmen, we didn't really spend a lot of time on him other a little bit on this yeah, there's like four of those guys yeah, and- there's one that has knives, one that flame and then there's a big like, you know, the muscle man. Yeah. Bullet man takes out the muscle man. Yeah, no he takes out the muscle man. He takes out the chimera at the end, right? That's what, yeah, and the chimera. He literally well, saves the day in both fights. Yeah,
1: no, totally. He's the one who gets, who lets Owen get his, uh, his human cracker back yep. or cookie. Because he's the one who knocks uh, uh, the the bad guy over. Like, it's,
0: yeah. He easily does the most damage in this
1: movie. Uh, I I think so, too, which is surprising considering how little Stallone's in this movie, but he's getting the award in this. (laughs) I'll bet there's been plenty of movies where he is the star and uh, killing a lot of people, and I didn't give it to him, but Bullet (laughs) Man, congratulations to Bullet Man. You are unanimous.
0: So let's rate the movie. Yep. (laughs)
1: car accident
0: victim no, no! you don't understand he was bad mouthing my film alright the Rocky rating where we rate the movie based on Rocky opponents from Apollo Creed to Spider Rico yeah uh, this one, I was, I was in between and I may be able to, you might convince me, I'm going to go first and you might convince me to change my rating on this one. Cause I was kind of like right on the, on the, on the line. I don't feel strongly about this movie at all. So I don't okay. know. I don't, I don't even think I
1: care enough to try to convince you.
0: Go all on. right. Well, I went with a clever laying on this. I thought oh. that there was enough entertainment. It was a, you know, for a kid's movie, I, you know, it wasn't great. It certainly had some things that didn't go anywhere. Uh, but I thought it was overall entertaining for what the movie was supposed to be. Okay, that makes sense, because, yeah, it's, it, you liked it a little more than me. I,
1: I, I feel like this is the definition of a Mason-Dixon. That's what it straddled. It's, it was right there for it's me. It's like, that was a movie. I didn't love it. I didn't hate it. It didn't have anything remarkable or, or memorable of just like, oh, that's that's a unique thing. It didn't have anything like remarkably bad either. You know, there's the occasional. You know, the Gilbert Godfrey character was annoying, but not any more so than any other Gilbert Godfrey character. It's like, okay, this is, <laughs>
0: and you quite... kind of need that for a kids' movie too,
1: in some ways. Yeah, no, it was it was fine. Like there was there was nothing the stand the stand out in either direction. So I just feel like there, this 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 is like the the, the definition of a well, Mason it's like, Dixon. This is the movie to calibrate that the, that meter on of just like this is the vanilla of uh, well not not to say that it was bland, but just like. You know, it was just. There's nothing really. Yeah, it's It's a movie. It doesn't
0: offend, nor does it. You know, knock your socks off. Nobody will. Nobody will.
1: It's a. It's a perfectly fine movie. I, I predicted. Kids who watch this, I don't think anyone, anyone will grow up going like that was my favorite movie as a kid. Yeah, that's They'll go, oh yeah, I remember that movie. It was fine. Yeah, it's
0: like the last Starfighter or something. It's like that
1: was you know I liked that movie, but it's like it was nobody's favorite movie. It was yeah, just it, like ah, the thing I it's, liked as a it's kid. It's not
0: memorable in a negative or positive way, but overall, it's like yeah, it was worth my time. You know, as a kid, right, worth the time, but not yeah. anything that I'd remember either way. Yeah, that's probably fair. So Mason Dixon, yeah, me. and I wouldn't, I would not argue in the least in Mason Dixon. I almost gave it that, but there was, I think, I think. There were just enough of those moments of either Bullet Man or that that one guy in the audience that gave it just enough for me to get a. <laughs> if
1: it was length. more like that, if it had more moments like that, I, I just didn't laugh that much. That was the, that's that's telling that the one time I laughed hardest was just some random guy shouting <laughs> screen.
0: All right, Who so- has some animals come on here. I think maybe it was the accent too. He had kind of like a New York accent. He did. All right, so I am uh, I am up. Yeah, you you uh, graciously. Backfilled animal crackers for, for me with your pick. Um, so I, I'm not being gracious, I guess. Um, but I have I've decided to go to a movie that, frankly, I really thought we would have covered this much, much earlier than we ultimately did. Okay. Or, or going to, because we haven't it's, done it. It's one of two. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I already have narrowed it down to two. Go ahead. So I have decided it is time. For us to be campy, it is time for Judge Dredd. <laughs> I was going to say it's going to be Judge Dredd or Cliffhanger. It, so. <laughs> I, I felt it unfair. You you kind of you used your pick for Animal Crackers. Cliffhanger is the one I think that we're most looking forward to. Yeah. So I didn't feel it was fair to take that. Yeah, I agree. Uh, so I, I went with Judge Dread. It's time. It, I honestly, I thought I think I'm the one who is picked from this category too. I, I think this is silly, Stallone. Um. yes that sounds right I think that's the category I think I may have picked every movie in this one so that might up, be the, the reason why but you know Judge Dredd is definitely while you're doing that Judge Dredd is definitely a movie one that certainly is associated with Stallone not necessarily in a good way and certainly is the polar opposite from uh, my memory. It's been a long time since I've seen it, but from the, the I won't even call it a remake, but the, the other movie that recently has yes. been made based on the intellectual property. Um, so I, I'm not sure if I'm looking forward to this. I'm not sure if I'm looking forward to more Rob Schneider, but. Yeah, I was going to say, we're going from Gilbert Gottfried to <laughs> Rob Schneider. But so. we're, we're doing Judge Dredd. And did, did you pull it up here? Let let's. Okay, uh, I know for sure you picked over the top. Definitely, Judge Dredd. You picked, just Spy picked. Spy kids. kids I I did. I, yeah, you. I might have done Guardians of the Galaxy. Though. I might have, but that's the least silly oh, of easily. these. Four. Yes, without I mean, a doubt. It, that just needed to be put grouped somewhere, and that was the best fit. Yeah, I, I was.
1: I, I rewatched uh, the ending of Avengers Endgame recently, and I was bummed to notice that like the ravagers like that the, the Yandu slash uh yeah, stallone crew over, that yeah. crew was in the background of the big fight at the end i was like oh my god there's ravagers back there i didn't notice it's like what well, they could have stuck stallone back there somewhere in that fight <laughs> <laughs> doing and some damage v- rains and all that whatever. a variety of damage <laughs> i was I, I had that thought of just like get, get stallone on a green screen for one just one shot of those guys <laughs>
0: Get him for Bullet Man time.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Bullet Man would have done some damage in that fight. <laughs> he would
0: have. Yeah. bounced right off Thanos. All right, so I might, <laughs> I might not have picked them all, but uh, I cert—I sur- got 75% of them, and I am going to clean up the category. We are going to finish Silly Stallone with Judge Dredd. Okay. You might have picked Guardians of the Galaxy 2. I don't remember. But who knows? I um, think you did, because I think you were on a Kurt Russell thing. R- around the yes, time that, right. that we did that one. Yeah. I don't
1: remember why, but I, Cause, I think... Because Tango and Cash went, came right before that.
0: This that one. Yeah, I think that's
1: my... Yeah, I'm the one who who does connections like that. So I'd certainly, if that was a logic, I picked it. But um, anyway, <laughs> yeah, Judge Dread. I, I, I watched it, I don't know, seven, eight years ago. Really? And it was like... I have not since it was... Out. I had never seen it prior to that. I, okay. I don't remember, even remember why I watched it. Um, yeah, there's a lot of Rob Schneider in this movie. So get ready for that. It's almost more Rob Schneider than Stallone, is, is my memory.
0: And also Armand, Armand Asante, who is... Armand like... Asante, Max von Sydnow is in the movie. I didn't remember that. And yes. what I didn't remember until I decided to pull it, because uh, I think some of it is the helmet, you know, mask, stupid thing, although Stallone doesn't wear it. Um, but... Uh, oh, my... I'm going to... of course Diane Lane. Whole, wow! Uh, to- I I didn't I, I didn't know who Diane Lane, Diane Lane was at the time. This might have been one of her first movies, but going back and looking, I'm like Diane Lane is in there, and
1: well, you know, it, you want to get uh, somebody to to give you some legitimacy.
0: Yeah, I mean, wh- whatever. I mean, so I I think she's had a much better career since Judge Dredd. Sure, um, but all all of those people are in Judge Dredd.
1: Okay, I look forward to it. So
0: yeah, so, so uh, next time. If you've liked the show, I'm I'm sure if you're listening to our podcast, you're definitely here for this episode. Animal Crackers has to be at the top of your list. If you've enjoyed the show, please like us on your podcast app of choice. That's why we do this at the end, to filter out the people who don't like the show. Give (laughs) us a review. If you're listening now... you'll give us a good review uh, and if you want to give us feedback whether on the show or your thoughts on the magic of the magical animal crackers box please uh, tweet at us uh, at arms race podcast we'd, we'd like to hear your, your thoughts and theories on how these animal crackers work oh I mean uh, I don't think a tweet can contain it's such a convoluted <laughs> thing there's not enough characters
1: we've expanded the characters there's a lot you can put yeah, in a tweet now, now there's more now it will be a little easier uh, but yeah anyway we're since we're doing judge Dredd next time if uh, you know someone who might enjoy the show that's that's a classic uh, Stallone classic in quotes uh, Stallone movie so uh, yeah if you know someone who might like the show let them know about the show we could use the word of mouth anyway we'll be back with judge dread time
0: Let's go here! Where are Bob's amazing animals? animals? Animals!